Play my games with no deal, though. Switch that console off before you have to press repeat, yo. Keep it real! Hello, and welcome to show 114 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yeah! <laughs> there you go. Oh, we have a little wine on the show tonight. Yeah! What? Oh, I said we had little wine on the show tonight. <gasps> I said we have little wine on the pop. Forget it. <laughs> justice, in case people were wondering. Oh, I like a bit of justice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. nice choice. I like justice. You know, I like on it, the but... streets. <laughs> <laughs> I can only take it in small doses. Like they're good, but it's it's too much sometimes. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah. Well, whatever. Now, Venetian Snares, you familiar with them? No. no it's a no. really good group. It sounds like this. Winnipeg police have laid charges in the city's most recent homicide. And is that, is that, did your record get stuck? It <laughs> sounds like your record player's broken. I mean, it's broken. Winnipeg is a frozen shithole. Don't ever apply that sound again, please. You can't call that music. Laddie, mate, your ears hurt. Listen <laughs> to the sounds of Winnipeg. <laughs> it's awesome. Anyway, I'll tell you what, Duke. This would all be great information if this was a music podcast. It is. It is. Warning. Warning. Well, it's yeah. not a music podcast. It's a video game podcast. Oh, yes, it is. Let's talk about some games. <laughs> Do you know, you know, to be fair, though, I hear that, and I just imagine some big dude with a ghetto blaster on his shoulder walking along. That's, that's what, how that should be played. Playing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like something out of a Spike Lee movie. Blaster. No, 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 no. Hang on a second. Oh, man, now you had to say that. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay, because I got it right here. See? This is music in a Spike Lee movie. We got to fight the powers that be. Somebody get Dino and tell him we're playing this. Yeah, but that sounds sort of similar. No way. What are you t- Venetian Snares and Public Enemy. You have got to be on drugs. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's, that's like saying to us, Stu, that the London accent and the Geordie accent sound the same. Yeah, hey. exactly. Thank you. That's a good uh, analogy. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, All right. Anyway, uh, we have something to do at the beginning of the show, I think. Story, story, story time. Well, he's not. Not so much as a story, as an. A- you don't have a story when you clearly have a story. <laughs> as an apology, really, I guess. Okay, apology, apology, apology time. Because obviously, Podbean imploded uh, last Friday. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I can gather. It, it went off on Friday night and didn't come back on until about Sunday evening. So it was off. I've been. Uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, sound effect work. I, I, I was wondering if you want to hear my sound effect for implosions. Oh, go. Yes. Go like that. Okay, here we go. 
Oh my goodness, that's pretty remarkable. That is yeah, exactly thanks. how Podbean sounded, I think. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, but basically, the whole site was off. So, it was, uh, an apology? Sorry. Hey, no, don't say you're sorry when you're not sorry. You didn't even look up and see who you bumped into. But it wasn't. It wasn't our fault, I guess. It was Podbean's fault for being a bit crap. Sorry. Yes. Um, but anyway, it went off. I, I phoned Daphne. Daphne. She always. She always comes back pretty quick. Sorry. Yeah. God. <laughs> I got a lot of these. That was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I phoned Daphne. She she sort of came back pretty much straight away. I never got any explanation. I just got an email sort of on Sunday saying it's all fixed now. I was like, okay then. So yeah. So. Yeah, anyone who was trying to download the podcast for those two days and struggled, I do apologise. They emailed you back going, What problem, Mr. Fowler? Yeah. What problem, Mr. Fowler? What <laughs> problem, Mr. Fowler? Um, but I'm guessing they had major... At least it wasn't like last time it happened. Do you remember the last time? And we lost every... And I had to upload all the shows again because it was just... Oh, gone. God. I don't know how you cope. I know. Awful. <laughs> That's the best one I've got to say. I like that. Like, it's very chilling. Awesome. I'm going to... If I was a boxer, that would be my entrance music. <laughs> yeah. Is that before you beat the shit out of someone? Is yeah, it? man. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's a pre-sort of apology before you do something to someone, isn't it? That? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so apologies to anyone who was struggling to download and hopefully you got there in the end. Uh, but there was there was major issues. Major issues. So I wasn't happy. Wasn't happy, but like I say, I got no explanation as to why Podbean was offline. Or, but it, it seems a bit slow sometimes. So I'm, I'm guessing they don't, you know, put the most amount of money into the upkeep of the servers, etc. So who knows? But he gets there most weeks. Stu, they're listening. Shh. I doubt. I doubt very much they listen. I listen to oh, every show. I'm sorry. I hate your fish. Okay. <laughs> so I doubt very much they do. They're listeners. I'd just like to point out. <laughs> That these sound effects that you hear, they annoy me just as much as they annoy you. That's true. And me also. What are you talking about? They don't annoy anyone. Um, Duke, Duke, to stop you playing soundbites, let me ask you, any updates on the chat? I apologise. I'm really, really sorry. I apologise unreservedly. Now, see, I'm being nice because I'm stopping that one a quarter of the way through. Go ahead. Well, I'm, see, I'm I was trying to ask a question. You see, trying to stop the soundbite. See, they're still going in the background. I'm, that's my signal that I'm done for a while. Oh. I'll eat my sandwich. Um, oh, actually, I should I should introduce. Oh, you. Oh, oh, no. I should do that thing. <laughs> Five minutes into the podcast, uh, but I'm the daddy, so yeah, that's me. Uh, and we've got Chini somewhere. I'm eating. Pist- yeah, there's another sentiment. I'm eating pistachio nuts. Oh, nice lie those. Yeah, they're nice. Are right. they pink or are they uh, white? They are green, green. normally. <laughs> green? Yeah, yeah, pistachios are green. Sometimes they get covered in pink stuff here. Really? No. Yep. And the ones that are pink are, we call them white now. They're technically green, yes, but... Weird. Anyway. Yeah. We're a weird country. And we are. I bet the people who... I bet the people who downloaded this show are not regretting it right now. Yeah, I bet they're not. And we've got Duke as well somewhere. So is that more justice? Is that what that was? Yeah, that's the same justice song. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm soothing for people. 
But yes, before we move on, Duke, have we got any update on the Chad Warden interview? Anything happening? Uh, I don't think he's going to do it. I did have another exchange with him recently, and if you give me a second, I can pull it up. For those who don't know, I'm in touch with someone on Twitter who claims to be Chad Warden, but you're skeptical. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, if he's not coming on, bullshit. Yeah, so is he Chad, Chaddy, Chaddy time? That would be hilarious. Um, oh, I thought he sent me something recently. Like, right, stop bothering me. Leave me alone, you stalker. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a joke, but now it's getting stupid. Yeah, yeah. I've had enough now. I'm not really him. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I guess I haven't. No. <laughs> so uh, you didn't? No. I thought I did, but I guess not. Just well. just keep bothering him till he gives in. You know, eventually he'll wear him down. <laughs> That's what I think you should do. Exactly. Come on. I don't care who you are. Even if you're not the real Chad Warden, let's please. Yeah, you could just pretend he's Chad Warden, couldn't he? I'm, I'm Chad Warden. The veteran gamer show where we just hassle random people to come on. <laughs> yeah. We should do that all the time. That'd be great. Yeah. Stu. Yes. Video games. Oh, yeah. Video. I'd forgotten about those. Are yeah. you seriously talking about video games? That's How not did a, you? That's not a side effect. That's a random. Actually, no. Actually, no. I have got another slight story before we do move on. It's only... It's slight. Well. Story, story, story time. No, I'll just set up the sound clip. Go ahead. Have, have either of you listened to the Gamesman podcast, the last one they did? No. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, I, I have it on my iPod right here. Now, you know, we... Well, the clues in the title of his latest show. Listen to RPG. Is that what that was called? Maybe it's in that one before. What's that called? Who, what killed the JRPG? Oh no! It's definitely the latest one. Maybe it's in the. It's definitely written in the show notes. I thought it was a title, but maybe it wasn't. But basic, basically, you think we sort of ramble on at the beginning, which we sort of do. We sort of do. But, yeah, especially by using the phrase "sort of" too much. And and you know, we obviously sometimes talk about bowel movements and we. Uh, What's this "we" horse crap? Well, you, I do. And and the people who write into the show. I don't okay, think so. I've ever done that. Seriously. Okay, no. okay so the, the description for the latest Gamesman episode, episode 70, is join Life Like and Harley down for game talk and fun. This time the Gamesman talk about bubble guts. That's Discuss, it. Uh, yeah. So basically, Steve Conger went into pretty detailed account of him having the squits, basically. Right. <laughs> That's more than enough time on any podcast talking about that. Try, listen to the games, man. We don't need to talk about it here. Trying to get to the bathroom before he actually did it in his pants. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> well, I was talking about that. Yeah. Gamesman, we don't need it, it was pretty detailed, I have to say. Pretty graphic, shall we say. Um, but yes, anyway, uh, Duke, we'll come to you first this week. What have you been up to? What have you been up to, Duke? Many, 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 many things. Um, Kingdoms of Amalur. Let's talk about that first. It's still fun. I'm still having a good time with it. Um, I'm still playing on hard, so, you know, I'm doing okay. I saw some review somewhere where someone said, the difficulty on this game's a joke. I have it up to hard, and I'm barely breaking a sweat. It's a piece of crap. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm kind of I'm not very good at these games, I guess, so usually I don't go for a hard setting, but uh, whatever. I'm enjoying it now. Here's the big. Here's the problem that I've been having this week, and I know that y'all said on the overseas connection that uh, 
it's you, whenever people talk about this game, it's always I love it, but and you know there's some qualifier coming. So this is my qualifier of the week. Kingdoms of Amalur is awesome. Everybody who hasn't played it, you should play it. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Like it's consistently fun. But here's the problem, and this was a problem with Sacred Two as well. But nobody paid any attention to the story in Sacred Two. I certainly didn't, so it didn't really matter. But it matters now, and here's the problem. There's these missions everywhere, and whenever somebody has a mission for you to do, they have an exclamation point over their head, right? Yep. yep. So if you are in a city because you're finishing one mission, you will inevitably run into someone who has a new mission. Now, here's the question. Do you accept that new mission while you're in the middle of this other mission, or do you tell yourself, I'm going to come back to this city and see this guy and get his mission later? I would get the mission and then come back to it later. Okay, here's the thing. When you first get the mission, there's about a minute or two sometimes of you know dialogue or exposition to sort of explain the story behind the mission. If you get the mission, then you get all that story up front. And then uh-huh. when it appears in your quest log, the last bit of that is what appears. So when you uh-huh. do the, finish the mission you're on, and that's what I had been doing, you finish the mission you're on – you, you're okay. I'm ready for a new mission now. You look at the one that you took, and if it was if you took it a while ago, as sometimes you do, uh, it only says like the, the I need to find the stick that the Ice Queen took from Susan, and you're like, what the hell does that mean? Does Who's it, the does, Ice Who's Susan? Does it, does it ever say uh, the last line, which is yeah, good <laughs> luck with that. <laughs> no, because uh, most of these missions are just go to this place, beat the monsters, get the thing. And that's it. Like, that's most of the missions, except that stupid one I complained about a couple weeks ago where you had to remember stuff. Who wants to remember stuff when I'm playing a game? Give me a break. It wants, it wants to read. <laughs> exactly. terrible. But so that's the dilemma I'm in. I have all these missions, and I don't remember the story behind any of them. And I'm just, like, yeah, doing, yeah. going around doing stuff because – I have all these missions to do, and I don't really remember the story. Now, does the story, matters, does the story matter that much? Or? It doesn't really matter, but it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's not fascinating, but it's, they're generally pretty well-told stories. Like, okay, in Fallout, you don't necessarily need to know what the story is because it'll tell you, you know, go to this m- location, and it's marked on your map, right? But you want to know the stories, right? Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. You I mean, do. Not yeah. Time, but yeah. I mean, you know, for the most part, it, it rewards you for paying attention to the story. So this game does that too. Um, so I don't know. It's just frustrating. If you're playing Deus Ex, you don't care about the story. Just pray no. to God that it fucking finishes. Do you know, some people like that game. You might not have done, but a lot of people like the story in Deus Ex. Hey, I'm just alluding to what I might talk about later, Stu. <laughs> That is true. Although you've, there's been some interesting tweets in your direction this week concerning that very game, hasn't there? Really? <sighs> That's my comment. Yeah. You, you're getting me mixed up with somebody that remembers what I say and do all the time, <laughs> especially on the internet. So someone says to me, oh, I, "I like that thing you said on that podcast, Mike." I was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> yeah, I agree. I totally. say things, like it's just oh. verbal vomit, and it just goes out there. And sometimes oh. I'll listen to a show and I'll go. Think about it. I said that really? Fucking hell, that was funny. That was really funny. funny. Well done, me. I say that to my students sometimes because they'll be like, "Don't you remember, Mr. P? You said you hate, you know, whatever cupcakes." And I'm like, "What? When did I say that?" And then uh, someone student that I trust will say, "Yeah, you said that when you were six, you were at a birthday party, you ate too many, you threw them up, and that's why you hate cupcakes." I'm like, "Oh my god, I told you that story. I don't remember that at all." No. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, video games and. Kingdom of Kingdom of Alamo. Yeah, back the room. Awesome. Go. People should play it. 
Um, yeah, play it. <laughs> play it! Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's all I had to say about that game. And then I played the, the, it's out, Chenny, you should start with this. I don't know. I feel weird talking about this before you talk about it. I played, I am alive. And yeah, I did. You've been excited about for a long time or you were. Well, was I, I don't remember. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I've said something about this when the first reveals came out. Uh, yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I think you were I mean, sort I mean, of into this. Really Again, you're getting me mixed up with somebody <laughs> who remembers. <laughs> well, I'll talk about it. I don't care. Um, <sighs> okay. First of all, uh, there's good things and there's bad things. Like I might play this someday. What, in the future. Good things? What? What good things? I play. Oh, oh no! Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Come on, you explain to me what good things are. It's not on. Ooh, it's on. All right. It it's isn't on. on. Nothing's on. It's off. It's on. It's on. It's okay, here's a good thing, Stu, and hopefully you will back up when I say it's this. All right, thing. There's nothing this. considered good. Don't make me break my foot off in your ass! <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Come on, get it out of there. What's cool? Oh, this is a good episode. This. Right, for new listeners, this is a good episode. <laughs> um, should listen to a bad one. <laughs> that's true. Sad as it may sound. No, we, never, that is... we never do a bad one. <laughs> well, we don't do... We sometimes do bad ones, but most of the time what we do is... Um, Incoherent edit, ones. Edit, edit the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, that, when I finish okay. with it. Um, may I? Go on, go. Come on. Jesus what's Christ. I'm telling you. Don't make me break my foot off in your ass. All right, I just had to say that again in order to Jesus, uh, record it. Jesus Christ. So I can amplify he's, it. He's someone you murdered, Duke. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh. Okay. When, you're, when the game's loading, it shows you what percent of the game it has loaded. That's good. Really? You can come up. That's, no, that's the first thing I wrote down. Um, that's not the best I can come up with. If that's your opener, right? So how good this game is? <laughs> I am on the edge of my seat. Well, that's the point. I'm not. <laughs> okay. No. Let me get to the other things. Okay. What? I hope, I hope you meet the developer. I hope you meet the developer. The developer. <laughs> I'm not convinced so far. Like anything about it? <laughs> oh, that percentage thing you did really well with that. And you, how long I've got to wait? No, you killed it with that car wreck song. Come on, carry on. Call it car wreck, man. Um, <laughs> okay. <sighs> You're, the the opening cinematic is you watching someone watch a video on like a super <laughs> eight. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Oh, that's HD, man. That's not Super 8. That's HD. Whatever it is. It's a crappy old, like, it's been through the test of time, man. And some yeah. girl's watching it. And it's like, why is she watching him? I am him. What's going on? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Bit weird. All right. There's, it's a little, there's two parts to the game. Part of the game is you running around shooting people with your one bullet. And speaking of things I love, how about having no ammo? Yay! Yay! Well, you Literally, don't need it because no, you've got to no. threaten them. You've got to pretend you've got ammo. Yeah, and what when, what when they keep walking or they pull out a gun? Then what? Well, you that's just like real life. What pull do you that do out if you're planning to use it. What, what, what do you do in real life when you act all tough and then somebody goes, come on, then? You're like, uh, well, uh, I would. But you want to see if I've got the minerals? <laughs> well, what yeah, you do is, you like, you got those minerals. What you do yeah. is, is you wait. Like, you don't get your gun out. Let them come towards you with their gun. And then you do the surprise melee attack with the machete in the neck. That's what you Surprise them, man. DMX song that, ha- that goes like that. But I don't remember. Don't bring it out if you ain't going to use it. Oh, Dang it. I can't I remember it was, it. Uh... Uh, 
you. Where my dog's at. I'm no, right. that's yeah. not it. Anyway, yeah. but also, also, don't don't let us forget, right? That they could shoot at you five or six times, but when you kill them, they only have one bullet. That's of not course, a DMX. They, one, they use that's... the other ones up shooting at you. That's not a DMX lyric. You always yeah, get one bullet. Forget, they shoot them five don't times. Get... You think. Oh, oh, they got one bullet, dog. Right here, dog. Yeah. That's my favorite thing about dogs. Right here. Um, so come on, get the good. Where's the good stuff? <laughs> I think I think if we broke this podcast down to percentage of we talk about names. <laughs> It would be and lower than like twenty. Noise sound effects. Yeah. All right, I'm really gonna let it. I'm gonna let it go. Okay, okay. okay. With the sound okay. effects. Okay. 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 okay, okay, okay. Good stuff. Right. Stuff. Let's get to it. Come on, good stuff. So there, that's one part of it is running around and helping people. Okay, my son's dying. Here, I'll give him some of my health. Which, considering how easy it is for you to lose your health and how rare it is to find more health, giving someone your health, it's not the same thing as like in Infamous when you just stop and you put the electricity to someone. Ah, that takes two seconds. It doesn't affect me at all. I just get some positive karma. But it's a different matter when you actually give someone something you need. You know what I mean? Like in Fallout, when those bums are outside the city, he's like, please, I need some water. He'd be like, fine, here, I'm going to go sleep and I'll be healthy yeah. anyway. We but play that game, game, we play that game very differently because I went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing you for like you. You pour it on your hair right in front of that. I need, to, I need to wash my hair because it doesn't glow right. <laughs> go and get a job. Um, yeah, really. That is, that is sort of true. But then the trade-off is you get a retry, or you get an additional retry, or whatever it is. Additional. I mean, you benefit materially from it, but the point yeah. is that it's a trade-off, and it's a meaningful trade-off, which, okay, that's interesting. I, I appreciate that. It, it, it's sort of thing they do in Heavy Rain or something, you know what I mean? Like, you're raising the stakes, man. You care more. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? Um, so that's part of the game, is running around shooting people. And then the other part is climbing, because the city's in a ruin, and you've got to get over this bridge... So you can get to your apartment because you spent a year getting back to the city. Now, here's the thing. You, so you're doing – I mean this is Nathan Drake style like dangling. Can I, can I, no, sorry sorry to interrupt. Can we just back up for a second here, right? Yes. Well, so – Story? Who cares? This huge event has happened, right, which in <laughs> no, the original – happened. In the original announcement trailer was an earthquake in San Francisco. It was pretty clear what had happened in the original – gives a shit? The original trailer, right? And and this is what pisses me off, right? The original concept of this game was, right? You were some some dude in an office building doing your job, you know, like you do, you know, nine to five dude. Yeah. Earthquake hits. Is that you, not what happened? Well, we don't know. You don't find out. It's the event. It's not an earthquake. It's the event. But earthquake hits. You get stranded at one side of the city. Obviously, your wife and kid are at the other side of the city, and you have to work out how to get there and save them before they get mauled or whatever. And it's presumably set in a fairly... The original one was set in a fairly small time frame. But in this game, right, not only has he been away for a year, like yeah. working away somewhere on business, or whatever, it's taking him a year to get back... He still expects his wife and kid to be in the apartment waiting for him in the ruined city. He doesn't necessarily expect that. He just starts there. He's hoping... Yeah. It's not that he expects that. I wasn't upset uh, by that. Uh, it's just, I mean, where else are you going to go? I don't know. Look at the refuge centers or somewhere where people uh, might. Yeah. But he's a year, 12 months later. That's a long not, time. If they left something at the apartment, you want to find it. Yeah. They yeah. might leave a clue. So you totally would go back to your apartment. Yeah. I hope you would. You go tell Kay tonight after we get done with the podcast. Be like, hey, listen, if, if there was an apocalypse and I didn't know where you were, I wouldn't come home first. I just start wandering around. Well, you see what she says. How the hell far away must he have been for it to take him a year to get there? Walking? 
it'll take you quite a while to walk from one part, one coast of the U.S. to the middle of it. That'll take you a long time. This is a big ass country, dude. Uh, I guess America. Yeah. I don't know. We're bigger than other countries. Just, that's that's why that's why we can't have like an earthquake disaster game in England because you get there in five minutes. Oh, they're all they're all on the other side. They're on the east coast of England. All right. Well, I'll just I'll see them in five minutes. Then it's no problem. No big deal. I can see them from here. I can. Hello. Oh, you're fine. Like if it took place in New Jersey for us, yeah. it'd be like okay. Yes. But my disappointment wasn't that. My disappointment was it wasn't what was originally shown. You know what? I haven't even gotten to the thing I hate about it yet. Oh, sorry. Go on. Carry on. It's okay. I just think it's funny. So the thing that annoyed me the most is so part of it's Nathan Drake, and here's the two complaints. One, it's Nathan Drake style, like hanging off the edge of an ambulance that's just dangling on a bridge and all this stuff. You know, like you come really close to dying repeatedly, and then you pull yourself up with one hand, and then you're, you know, back on terra firma. Yeah. Yeah. But when you get into the city and there's a little fence between you and the apartment, it <laughs> on your map it makes a little red line that can't go around this way. I'm like, wait a minute. He just I climbed over a massive bridge. <laughs> exactly. That's so dumb. My biggest issue is with the fact there is no mini map. It's just ridiculous. That's not the biggest issue. Oh, that's my biggest one of nope, my biggest not. issues. Your biggest issue is the stupid stamina bar. That is part of the game though, isn't it? It's that almost you're gonna stupid. die any minute by climbing. And okay, so yeah, I recognize that it adds a layer of tension and you're more invested. But you know what it really means? In effect, you gotta do the same stuff over and over twenty times. That's what it really comes down to. Cause the retries, okay, oh it's so important to keep retries but you know what look the reason uncharted 2 and 3 and assassin's creed the reason those are fun is because you can figure out what's going on and if you slip and fall okay maybe you'll wipe out and die but a lot of times you won't and it's okay and it's just kind of you know it's interesting to figure out where to go to have to do that and beat a clock uh-uh, i hate it i, I think i think the problem isn't isn't old i mean that is an issue but it's also an issue that the controls are a bit wonky and don't always respond yeah, properly. And and sometimes you you probably I haven't done because obviously I only played the demo, so I haven't played enough of it really to make a you know yeah, yeah. a firm assumption. But I'd make a fear. I would assume that you know sometimes you will die through no fault of your own because just because the controls didn't take you in the ex, you know the direction you was assuming you would go in. Yep. Yep. And I would be much more forgiving of that if I didn't have the stupid clock to chase. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of issues like that with it. And like I said, the minimap for me is the biggest issue, that he doesn't like, have one. I would, or at least, I mean, okay, so let's, let's see if we can give him the benefit of the doubt. They want to make it realistic. And in the real world of that experience, you wouldn't have a little minimap. You'd have to break out the map each time. Which is okay. fine, right? But how much better was it done in sort of like, you know, uh, 2033 were... 33, exactly. Where yeah. you sort of, you got out your little cigarette lighter and your little yeah. crumpled up map to have a yeah. look at where you had to and that and it was just a button to do that and it just came yeah. up you don't have to go in a menu you don't have, oh, yeah no. and this is the other thing i mentioned on my little notes here it would be the thing about metro 2033 is that it has a compass and at the <laughs> very least give us a compass because if i know that my house you know my apartment's in the east or whatever then i need to go generally to the east and that's cool i mean um, so, i mean what was also yeah. interesting it was a lot like um silent hill shattered memories in that respect as well because yeah, you have a point where you are, a point. and a point where you have to get to, get to, 
And the point you have to get to, might, if, as the crow flies, might be 100 metres away. The crow is But awesome. you know, you're going to have to go about half a mile round the whole of the blocks and over whatever to get to where you need to go. Or as they say in the black country, stop recording, because I think this podcast is haunted. I know, yeah. It's a bit scary. <laughs> it's scary. Ah. If you if you if you go uh, uh, somewhere where you go far, right? If you have to travel quite a long way, in the black country, it's called going round the Recon. I've never heard that. Knowledge before. is power. I was just going round the houses. That's what, that's the more you know, the more you grow. Yeah, yeah. And that's one to grow on. Is that count as community service? Uh uh-uh. uh. All right, take me to the park. I'll pick up some dog poop. <laughs> you remember that when Fifty Cent was on The Simpsons? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. All right. So, anyway, um, I will, there is one really effective part in the game where you come to this, like, the sidewalk's out or something. There's this huge hole. You can't go down into it. You can't get around it. You just have to go around the block. Right. And on the other side of it, as soon as you get to the lip of the little hole or whatever, there's these two guys attacking this woman. And she's like, ah, help. Leave me alone. And I'm like, ah, I want to help you. But she's gone before you can get anywhere near that situation. So it's just like, I want to help her, but I can't. You know what I mean? So I thought that was pretty effective in the way they did that. But, yeah, I did. I agree. And I, I sort of was looking for a way to get across. And you're right. There was uh, a way to do it. See, again, you and I would play this very differently. I would <laughs> look for an excuse why I can't help her. Like, oh, oh, look at that hole. I could totally not cross that hole. There's hey, no lady, hole. this way into the hole and I'll help there's, you. There's oh, a you bridge can't... over there. Oh, that's so weak, that bridge. That is a weak bridge. <laughs> I know oh, my bridges. My shoes dirty. I don't want to get my shoes dirty. But we're in an earthquake. Well, <laughs> well, there you go. I'm it's not an earthquake. It's it's the event. The event. Even, even more reason not to get them dirty, love. <laughs> These have to last me a long time. I mean, it's <laughs> going to be open. Stupid lady. What? Are you going <laughs> to clean them? Are you cleaning them? No. So toward the end of the demo, you meet this girl, and apparently you know her because it's like Laura or something, and you're like, hey, Laura, where are you going? And she runs off, and you actually are able to, like, you know you're going to catch her because she's not very far away, and there's nothing between you and her, and you start running after her, and then the demo ends. No, he he thinks that's his daughter, but it's just someone that looks like his daughter. uh, No, no, it's a real girl. You you actually, yeah, she's with you in the game. Well, but see, like and then at the end, you find out your daughter's dead, but this girl lost her family, so you adopt her. I have no idea. <laughs> but... How much that? Wouldn't that be like such a cliche way to do that? Probably, and maybe that's, that's a... what happens. Well, because... I won't say what, but, but but didn't you think right? The other issue I had with seeing it, know what I'm talking about. Graphically, it isn't that great. Animation-wise, animation. But that girl looked like a weeble. It was just the weirdest-looking animated little girl I've ever seen. It was just weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. It does look kind of weird. Yeah, I just... No. Yeah. I mean, interestingly, I was worried about needing points to get this. Well, I'm not worried anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really care You're at all. No, not worried anymore. I think... You're I think... Have you got FIFA? <laughs> I think... <laughs> If it, if it ever came on sale, you know, like half price or something. Exactly. That's the only time I would ever buy it. I may buy it, but I was not that bothered. I was yeah, just like, it's I, all. It, it, there are glimpses of what could have been a really great game in there. But, yeah, that's true. You so, know. Anyway, I, I got done with that, and I was like, uh, I wanted it to be better than it was. Now I'm in the mood to climb stuff. Let's play <laughs> Assassin's Creed Revelations. <laughs>
So I went back to it. God, those bombs are so stupid. The missions where you have to – I mean, every time I – I used to get really excited when I saw a little box that I could loot to get money. Yeah. Now you open it. You got a part for a different kind oh, of – Oh, yeah. You, you got yeah. British like, pellets off of <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, British gunpowder. gives a shit. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really stupid feature creep that um, – there's like a mission different. You... It makes it different to the others. Oh, it, well, it does, but not in a good way. Wow. I mean, if you had to get uh, Ezio to the toilet every hour, that would make it different, but it would be stupid. <laughs> hey, do you want to? Do you want to know what a feature creep sounds like? Yes. Hello, I'm a feature creep. That's what it sounds like. Brilliant. Hi, how you doing? Are you related to the ghost that's been haunting this podcast? I know of no ghost. <laughs> This is this is working out funnier than I thought it would be. <laughs> You'd have known. Helio. Helio, my name is Cletus. There's a mission in Assassin's Creed Revelation where you have to <sighs> tail yeah. someone, and it's Excuse so me, am I not needed for the podcast anymore? No. Go away. Carry on, Duke. Um, and, but there is a cool mission where you're in these caverns under Galata, uh, and then there's another one where you're chasing these people in a boat. That was pretty cool. I like those missions. But the caverns under Galato were too dark. That was something frustrating about it. What but I did like the fact that the scale was pretty epic. So that was cool. I kind of like that. If I'm going to be moving precariously over a ledge, I want to know that the stakes are high. So if yeah. I'm high up, that's a way of showing that. Yeah, fair enough. If you're high up yes. and high, then the stakes are higher. They yeah. like that. They see. There you go. And finally, we had the Modern Warfare 3 play day. But, but, but here's the thing. And again, Uh-oh. I apologize to some people. Oh, no, no, another sorry, sorry time. Daylight saving. Yeah. Um, because we set our clocks ahead Saturday night before we went to sleep. So when I woke up, I well, was you'd like, forgotten oh, you'd done it. No, yeah, pretty much. Well, I've forgotten that you hadn't. We know, you know we never do it, because we always have this thing every year. my second year going through this with you, so uh, it's going to take me a while to We've catch been up. doing the podcast for three years now, nearly, so yeah, it's, it's at least three. Um, things. Yeah, but like, <laughs> three years is almost five years, which is almost ten years. Ten years, dude. Yeah, oh, ten God. years, dude. For ten years? Holy crap. Have you got Alzheimer's or something? What's the matter with you? There are many things that are the matter with me. But anyway, um, so Master Zulu and uh, – well, Master Zulu and I played some games, and then he had to leave, and I had to leave. And Rot Nice came right at the beginning, and then as soon as we were about to get in a game, he's like, oh, got to go. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> shout-outs to them at least. Poor old GH Rocker went, oh, the play date. Oh, they're not there. Oh, and he couldn't possibly find anyone else or any other game to play because he doesn't have every game ever. Like, he's always talking about, like, oh, I got Mass Effect 3 and I played it for 20 hours. Like, dude, it doesn't come Mass- until tomorrow. And you're like, he's like, oh, I got a, I know a guy. I got Mass Effect 4 and Borderlands 3, and now I'm playing them both together. I'm playing <laughs> Border Mass. I don't know how he has time for Naruto in between all the games he's playing. <laughs> Border Mass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant. Again, Stu, you're going to be mixed up with someone who remembers what he said. <laughs> he said it and forgotten already. What did exactly. I say? I had no idea anymore. You're lucky I'll remember who you are, to be honest. <laughs> who is I feel like ghost? I am. I feel like I am. This is ghost. Oh, my gosh. How you doing, ghost? Oh. I'm very busy. <laughs> That's the way you feel. Ghost. Like the 
See, this podcast is going very well, listeners. Very I well. think it's going brilliantly tonight. Yeah. Excellent. Good episode. This really? is a good episode. It is great. This is definitely uh, on the podcast awards. Uh, this is definitely going to be played on the nomination sections. They do BAFTAs for this, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly. They do, right. have a, they do have a the best podcast award, all right? But <laughs> really? I wonder, I wonder why we never win. <laughs> I know, I can't believe that. We should no. do. That's amazing. <laughs> they, they must just have not heard of us, that's all it is. If they knew about us, then we would definitely yeah, yeah. win. We need people to nominate us. Go ahead, people. Nominate us for a BAFTA. I dare you. You know that we'd win. It's like the Oscars, like, really let Martin Scorsese. It's just... It's just <laughs> exactly. Whatever, the man. The man can't handle us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bart Simpson when he's like, "No way, man! They can't handle what I'm trying to lay down. That's why I can't get a job." Can I can I just say though? Can I just say, as much as you know, we weren't overly keen on I Am Alive. You know, we thought it was okay, didn't we? But we weren't overly enamored. Yeah. There are some people on the Metacritic that forty is a ten game. So you know, not, not the users. Yeah. Uh, Meg you know, Miley. you're going to find somebody who will say that about anything. Every time they do, you know this is true, Stu, every time they do have this get made, they go and read the five-star well, reviews. I thought we'd do that just to see. That, or these movies that everyone agrees are. Piece of shit. Well, let's see what Metacritic giving it five stars. So that's what we're doing now for this game. So Meg Whiteley said, Wow, I Am Alive is a fantastic game. It is so interesting. The gameplay is fantastic. The story is amazing. And this is one of the biggest surprises of 2012, and I never believed that. It was kind of a surprise, but... Now, interesting, this person has spelled surprises as surprises, S-O-R. Oh, should I know how to spell? I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and, and another one here. I think, I think you picked up on a sore spot there. Didn't you? <laughs> uh, this is from... <laughs> this is from Nayer, and he says, No, seriously, don't trust the IGM review. It's true that they said it was bad, but it's false. That it's bad because it's good. Good, not great, but definitely not bad. Wow. Now, I wonder why... I wonder why... <laughs> not good, good, but just good. Good enough. Good enough for me and good enough for your mama. I've waited a long time for this game. Years. And now I'm playing it. Not only am I playing it, but I'm also enjoying myself. I'm playing it. So if well, you have... I, think, I think you are enjoying yourself while you're playing it. So if you have 1,200 points and you aren't afraid of the future, because we all know this game is more than a game, it's a warning sign for things to come in this country. Wow. And the world and the good men and women of Ubisoft are doing us a kindness in releasing this game and helping us mentally prepare for the coming global social breakdown of social... What the hell are you talking about? No more Facebook. No more smartphones. No more Hot Pockets. <laughs> it's, 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 I think I recognise this person. I think I saw him shouting in the fucking street. <laughs> that is a 10... Ri- so there you go. So not... You know, we thought it was... Oh, okay. There you go. I got that. The title of it. What was the title again? <laughs> what of what? That review you just read. That was just the person was called Naya. Oh. But there was no... Well, the title that. was like, it's so bad, it's good and good and... Yeah, no, that was kind of funny that way. I like that. The three pigs. He's the big bad wolf in your neighborhood. Not black. Meaning black. black. But black. Meaning good. I love this. I mean, how just, just to read that sentence again, the poor, it's bad because it's good. Good, not great, but definitely not bad. Not good, good, but just good. 
Goody no. This is like, this is like me. a 13-year-old girl out for a date, and it's like, uh, I kind of like you. Not like-like, but just kind of like. Oh, I don't hate you, but I like, like sort of like you. I don't not like you, but I like not liking you, you know? Huh? Uh, so there you go. So that, that's what they put on Metacritic. <laughs> right. Anyway, Ginny, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, yeah, Ginny, what have you been playing? I've been playing Mass Effect, bitches. Oh, snap. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Mass Sweet. Effect. What, Mass Effect? Mass Effect 1. No, 2. Uh, so... <laughs> Have you seriously been playing Mass Effect 3? Hey, no, I've been playing 2. I just said that was the joke. You missed the joke. You hit the joke. Oh, Jesus. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Deb, very sick of you have actually been playing Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 2 is so good. Everyone should go out and play it. All right. <laughs> right. Anyway. Is, that's true, though. The thing is, right, <laughs> I, I was, I, you know, Mass Effect 3 is out, blah, 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 and it's the new coming, but <laughs> I remembered that... Everyone's podcast the... actually talking about the game, and we're like, yeah, blah, whatever, who cares? Um, well, you should watch our Eurogamer 2011 coverage. We we covered World of Tanks while everybody else covered Rage. We did. Like, we go for the niche. We, we go for the classics. Niche. Um, who's talking and about Rage now? Two. Who's talking about Rage now? No one. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I remember that I bought all the DLC for Mass Effect 2 on the sale. as like, you know, one of those binge boys, like, oh, I'll um, And I bought them all. And now I've played them all, pretty much, except for one tiny little bit. That's ridiculous. So, um, I can't believe you did that. Although, you know what? I did the same thing with Borderlands and the Claptrap Revo- Revolution. Yeah. Well, I've bought them and still yet to play them. So. Yeah, I still haven't played that. We should yeah. play it together. Yeah, there you go, man. You're together. Um, it's a date. So I've been playing that. And also, then I realized when playing that, that I also bought some other DLC for another game that's previously come out. And I was like, shit, I never played those either. L.A. Oh. Noir, the best game of last year. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Uh, what? No. Sorry, why is everybody still talking? <laughs> um, I just had something to say about L.A. Noir. Yeah. So, so I played that as well, and guess no. what? It's it's more looking at shit for no reason. <laughs> of course it was. Yeah. But it was you cool. know, the the DLC for that game was the most pointless thing ever because missions, just extra mission. Yeah, but but he was just a die. I got pissed off with doing him in the main game. Why the hell would I want to pay money to do more? Well, of I them? enjoyed it. Okay, so sure. Yeah, <laughs> is that well? You know what? Though, even even let's say I loved the game, I didn't. But whatever. <laughs> That game is like 30 hours if you race through it, yeah? Yeah, I guess, That's yeah. a long game. Why? That's I don't get why you need DLC for that. On the other hand, Fallout, I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, no, I actually no, but you have got a point, right? Because <laughs> But I don't, because I just disproved it with no, Fallout. You no, you didn't really, because with Fallout, at least what you do, you need different, probably, no, what you did in the main game. shoot things. If yeah, you enjoy I doing guess. something in a game, if you if you enjoy the game, yeah. then you just want more you of want the game. Yeah, it's but, true. And it's the true. thing is, while I was playing Mass Effect 2 DLC, right, everyone was going, you suck, you'll play Mass Effect 2, right, and I'll read out, I'll do some shout-outs later about who sent those. But the thing is, they sent them out. That didn't make me go, oh, I wish I was playing 3. I was like, fucking yes, I'm playing 2 again. This is brilliant. Because I was yeah. playing missions that I hadn't played before. It's like new Mass Effect 2. I didn't care. So, uh, you know what's I'll, funny? I want to know how many people do this because I do it, and I'm willing to bet one of you two does it too. When a new game comes out, like okay, Skyrim or Mass Effect or whatever, if you're excited to get it on the day it drops, and you start playing it while everyone else is playing it in that first week, 
Do you try to compete with other people and in, in like what level they're at? No. Really? No. I never do that. No. Really? Oh, I'm the only one. Damn it. Somebody out there must do it right into the show. And no, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure yeah, people do. I, I remember when Skyrim came out, and I was like, I had some time off because it was around Thanksgiving, I think. And so I was like, I'm in first. Nobody has a higher level than me. Yeah, I'm winning. It's so pathetic. Like, it's not a race. Why am I trying to win? Hmm. Yep. Guess. Yep. Uh, anyway, that's maybe why we don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sorry, it's hard to talk with a bomb on him, my man. So anyway, let the ghost talk for a minute. Give you a rest. I was happy playing this. So let's get this straight. You've been playing Mass Effect Two. Yep. Okay. And and what else have you been playing then? This is for the listeners. You have downloaded the right podcast. This is <laughs> 2012. I am really talking. Is 2012. March of 2012. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, with the next game we talk about, it definitely, definitely is 2012. So I played Half-Life 2 again. Nice. No, you see, that's, that's ageless. Oh, is this because you heard uh, Skullduggerer er, 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 talking about he didn't like it? Well, it's weird, right? Lately, there's been a few people playing that game and didn't like it. IP played it oh. and didn't like it. I, he, man, IP, man. John Mao, he played it and didn't like it. There's something I don't like about this game. I'm not the fanboy that Chinny is. Well, I'm um, not this well, game, is They're it? all on crack because they're this all game wrong. Is- Still brilliant, it still is. fantastic. Um, it's a the good thing. Is the thing? Is, like, I'm on my third playthrough now. I am whizzing through this game, right? Because yes. I'm like, I know where everything is. Isn't where... it weird, right? You know, when you do the airboat level, that's like the the level that drags the first time you play the game. Oh yeah. Different. When you play it, like, because I've played it, I've already played it four times. It's something ridiculous. But when you get to your fourth playthrough, that bit doesn't seem that long at all. No, like, like when I got to. I got to the bit where you put the suit on. I was like, I thought this is way further on. And then the bit where you first encounter like the zombie things, and you're like, but is that it? Like, I, I walked through that in two minutes. What's the hell? Yeah. Um, all these things that are memorable, they just they, you just flip through them because like I know where everything is. Um, but it is just such a pleasure playing that game again. It's so great. Um, the reason why I played that was because I got chucked off my Xbox uh, by my nephew because he wanted to play Xbox Die. But the good thing about that is, right, two weeks ago, he was watching me play Orcs Must Die. He's six, I forget. And he said, wow, no, he's six or seven or 16, I don't care. Right, but the, he's, he, he was watching me play Orcs Must Die, and he was like, wow, what's this? And usually he likes like, shooting games, like Gears of War and stuff, with the violence off, kid. Um, or Halo. Right, as much right. as you can turn it off with Gears of War. It's, it's just like a monster shooting game when you turn the violence off. I know, I know, I'm just saying. Um, so, you know, so it's, to see him play Orcs Must Die, because it, it's kind of, like, funny and cartoon-like, right. it's, quite, it's quite nice, so I quite like him playing it. And he's, he, he's further on it than I am. And that game is rock, right? Um, but he's, he's good at it. And he was like, I've got these flippy things. I've got Castle Crashers with anyone. They're like, oh, you haven't gone to this part yet? I'm like, no. Oh, Castle Crashers, like, Jimmy... He says, do you know you can unlock this person, this person? This person. I was like, no, I only unlock one person. <laughs> um, kids. So w- what I naturally do is hold him by the forehead so he can't <laughs> hit me. Um, and you then, see, I, by the way, before you move on, um, I had a revelation this week. A, an Assassin's Creed revelation? No, not an Assassin's Creed <laughs> revelation. <laughs> but I did have a revelation. Did and you that- have a Metal Gear Solid Revengeance? Not really. Right. The, 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 the thing is, anyway, the revelation I had was this, that great games 
have a point in the game that you're heading towards or working your way to get to. And I don't know why I thought this, but, right, it came to me like this, right? Half-Life 2. Are there games that don't have that? Well, I don't know. But I think it's when it's visual, right? Because in Half-Life 2, the Citadel is where you're headed for, isn't it? And that's where you need to get to. It's a sort of physical manifestation that you can Um, see. Listen, listen. you're right, because that happens in New Vegas. In New Vegas and also in... um, Whilst again, missed the, the follow up to missed, you have a central point. Riven. Yeah, that's true. Riven. And I think, I think, and obviously, Diaresta, there's like a, a lighthouse thing flashing in the distance you have to get. Yeah, to you me. had me and then you lost. But me. listen, listen. listen. <laughs> and Journey, you oh, have to get to the Mastiff. And also, Mass Effect disproves your argument. So moving on. True. Um, you know what I mean? Great games. <laughs> Have something that you that's sort of elusive, but you know you're going to get there eventually. Well, you're anyway, there. Yeah. So let's bring this podcast back up to 2012. <laughs> Half Life Two is really good. Uh, yes. Yeah. Anyone who says otherwise is just mental. Newsflash, everyone. Yeah. Um, but I, I finished Deus Ex. There you go. There's a modern game, kind of. Well, it is. Yeah. Um, Reasonably. Yeah, it's, it's not that old. So I play. I, I finished Deus Ex, and uh, so you, you've. The, the chick that gives you a lift, she like goes away, um, so you don't get lifts anymore. And the, this is this is how I understand the story, right? This is the story of Deus Ex. So you get fucked up, and you need robot arms like Jax from Mortal Kombat. And metal then, arms, metal arms, and then you look for the people that got your wife, and then you find them. And you kill them one by one, like in boss fights and stuff that are poorly made. And then some chick who used to give you lifts in a plane doesn't want to give you lifts no more because she can't. And then you go to Tokyo and stuff happens. And you fight a big robot turret. And you're done. Right? That's pretty much... Hey, grab my other arm off the shelf over there. (laughs) Yeah, my other arm off the shelf right there. Somebody give me a beer. Hey, baby, stop crying. It's going to be all right. And somebody clean this shit up right here. <laughs> um, Hannibal Viewers. So, yeah, you know, that, that's pretty much Deus Ex. The, the last boss fight is stupid. Um, the hacking is dumb. The, nope. the, We're bringing this up to last week when you said all this before. The, 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 the oh, just, just the remember. Chini can't remember what he said last week. So to him, this is all new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't recognize your voices right now. Um, Who are you people? <laughs> the thing is, sorry, like, I was so scared of being shit at the acting because everything needed to be acked. It was like, uh, hey, do you want to get into your inventory? Well, you got to hack it, motherfucker. Right? So I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Um, and it, like, it was always seemed like a level too high for me. So I, I got my hacking skills bang up to notch. And, and, and then, uh, so I'm pretty good at hacking now. And I used to blitz all the hacking. And then... So did you did you turn your hacking skills up to eleven? Is that I was you? no, that, that's <laughs> stupid. Right, I, I turned it up to five because that's the maximum. Uh, and then you know there's this alleyway and it's all electrified, and now I need like electrified leg things to walk through. And I'm like, ah, oh. right. So I put these electrified legs on, and you know that doesn't make any sense. So I walk through, and it's just ah, oh, just boring. And I was just, I was just begging the gang to please end. I do not enjoy like the animation. The people talking to you, they just look dead. They look like they are they, awful. They look like a dead person, and somebody's got their hand up their ass, moving their mouth. 
right? It just they just look like puppets, so they go. You know, actually, hey, you, Adam Jensen, would you like to go to this place? I like you dead. Tear, you can make that work. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's not necessarily going to be a, li- a lifeless. Uh, moment there. If you really know how to work a dead body as yeah. a puppet, you... have you have you never seen the film Society? Have you never seen me on New Year's? <laughs> there's a bloke. There's a bloke in that film. Have you ever seen the film Society at all? No, I have not. There's a bloke in that yeah. film, and he sticks his hand up a man's bottom. Right? Okay, well, and he's so and his hand comes out of his mouth, and his fingers stick through his eye socket. So it might have been a little bit like that. Well, you have seen someone's heart. You haven't seen me at New Year's, right? So, <laughs> and then he pulls him inside out, back through his bottom okay, hole. Okay, this is crazy. <laughs> you were saying. I can imagine Stu telling that round a Christmas like meal, yeah. and oh, he's oh, the only. You're gonna love this one. He's the only one laughing. The movie, right? So I went down to store. <laughs> Don't talk to store. <laughs> he's the only one laughing while his wife is signing the divorce paper. Do you know, do you know what, Jude? No, she's signing the apology cards to everyone who came to the party. I'm so sorry for Stuart's story. <laughs> and what are those for? I don't know. You're going to tell a story. I'm going to have to send these. Do you know what, Jude, right? I didn't think your English accents could get any worse till that moment. <laughs> I don't a second know ago. what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's just awful. That sounds like right. someone punched your teeth out. <laughs> So, you know that moment before when we were trying to, uh, we were talking about, oh, who are all you people? Well, I tried to find the Futurama moment where the professor says, I've said it before, I'll say it a hundred times. Who are all you people? I couldn't find that, but I did find this. Who are you? Scruffy, a janitor. Well, why aren't you fixing the boiler? Schedule conflict. <laughs> He's reading a magazine. <laughs> I've never seen you before. I've never seen you before, neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um,. So, Deus Ex uh, sounds like Day of Sex, and I'd rather have a Day of an Sex an than play Deus Ex. Well, of course, look, most people would rather have a Day of hey. Sex than play Deus Ex. But if you replace Day of Even Sex, if you like with, Deus Ex. <laughs> with Mass Effect 3, then I think you've got a strong argument. <laughs> yeah, there's some games you could put into that equation that I don't know. I don't, I don't know about it. I don't know about the other elements right. in the equation. All right, dude, we know you'd rather play Skyrim than have sex, okay? That's what Dan Quayle's wife said when he was accused of an affair. His wife goes, oh, he said he was golfing? Everybody who knows Danny knows that he'd rather go golfing than have sex any day. This was her defending him. (laughs) Jeez. Wow. Damn, Uh, so, yeah. JSX is let down. You know, the kind of, I I reckon the concept art is pretty good. You know, I like, bad as yeah. that, as bad as you say. The game looks great. Yeah. Not about it. Yeah, it's not as bad as that. It's, it's not. Oh, it's just boring. Yeah. After a while, it just gets boring. Stu, you haven't even like played a quarter of it, so you can shut right up. I know, but there's nothing else I can do. It's not it's enough. I it's... lost my save. I've still got the game, but if I can't you get, if you stuff. get like, where you got to. You wasn't very far. Trust me. Yeah, really. You but really the thing is, though, I, th- I guess as well, if you look at it this way. I can't be asked to start it again, so maybe it wasn't as compelling as I thought. There you go. And you there wasn't that far in. You was about two, three hours in. No, I was further in than that. Bullshit, right? Or <laughs> over that, or you, you walk really slow in this game. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't know Stu had the lead boots uh, perk I was, character? I was taking eight. He stepped over. Hacking everybody's computers and stuff. You lead know? boots just made me think Creeping of... Creeping uh, around the police station. Lead, lead boots made me think of Zelda. Ocarina of Time. Uh, anyway... So, oh, sit up right here. 
Melar. So that's that's what I've been playing in 2012. Wow, impressive stuff. I can't wait till 2013. I can play Mass Effect 3. That's going to be great. Well, <laughs> I can't wait till tomorrow when I'm playing Journey. Oh yeah, baby, I can't wait. Anyway. <laughs> I want a cop to pull me over. I got metal arms. So do you know how fast you're going? Um, do you know what my arms are made out of? <laughs> okay. So I've been playing Amal. I've talked about that, so I don't need to mention that anymore. Amal. Um, I've only really been playing one other game this week, okay, uh, which is obviously Mass Effect 3, because I do play new games. Yeah. Like two. No, yeah. No, you play new games. Until something else new comes out and you never <laughs> finish it. That. that lollipop chainsaw cream comes out. You'll drop this like third no, grade no. math. I'm hoping to get Azura's Wrath on uh, my love film list. Oh Ooh. my god, you gotta be kidding me. You start talking about Mass Effect 3 and I can divert you in three seconds to talking about Azura's <laughs> Wrath? Really? <laughs> anyway, okay. Really? Mass Effect 3, it didn't start well for me. Oh, It didn't begin well. I imported my save game, as you do, because obviously, you know, I've been playing this for over 100 hours on the other two games. You have developed some sort of connection with these characters. I have definitely developed a connection with my... He's my shepherd. I know what he looks like. But it didn't look like the shepherd I imported, because that was a standard, bog-standard default shepherd I got, right? Uh Uh-oh. And it says... (laughs) With the message... Mass Effect 3 cannot successfully determine the custom face code used by this imported save. Oh, Please update your character's appearance, okay? This is why I don't care about Planet Day 1. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. They're struggling to sort it out because, right, okay, this is the issue. And I had to redo the face of my character again, right? But the... But you just put it aside. The face editor in this game is not as good as the one that was in Mass Effect 1. So I cannot make it look hardly anything like my original character looked. Because in the first one, there was face scars and all sorts of stuff you could choose from. All sorts of crazy stuff you could do with your character. Because that was one of the major selling points of the original game was look how you can, you know, you can, if you use the editor, right, you can make it look just like yourself. You know, it's that good. Well, in this, it has been stripped down to nearly nothing. There's barely any. There is, but it's just nowhere near to the to the same extent as the original game was. You know what? To be fair, I don't know. I think it's a little silly when you have so many things to sift through in terms of deciding your character. Like the one in uh, Kingdoms of Amalur is is good. You got some options, but you don't have to do like chin height, chin angle, chin. Which is fine. I, I guess. Chin how do you know? How do you know all my cousins? <laughs> I get all that, right? I get it all, and I'm fine with it, right? If it, if it was a new game I'd just started playing, I'd be like, whatever, I don't care, you know, I'll just make it look whatever. Right, done. Yeah, I mean, but, but importing is a big deal. That's well, when I started playing Mass Effect 1 all them years ago, right, and I spent 45 minutes making my character as closely to looking like me at the time as I thought, but he don't look nothing like me, really. <laughs> but I spent about 45 minutes trying to make it look like me, right? I do have a six-pack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um... And then when when it doesn't import it, I was like, I was proper pissed off. I was like, what? What is going on here, right? So I, I did a bit of research, and apparently it's because the code, they imported from 1 to 2 in a different way. They've imported from 2 to 3. And how the hell this did not get picked up. Yeah, really? To your assurance, I have no idea how this didn't get picked up. Because nearly everybody who created a character in Mass Effect 1 cannot import their character's face into Mass Effect. <sighs> 
all the yeah. decisions come across. So all the sort of people who were dead are still dead and all that stuff. Right, important. right, right. You know what, though? Here's the other thing. Like, that's the first thing we encounter, but it's probably one of the last things they built into the game. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine that they started with this and had all this time to test it. I guess. But, but still messed up. They should have caught it. There's no doubt they should have caught it. One of the biggest selling points of Mass Effect was... Yeah. You can play the same character all the way through the free games. All the decisions you make will carry through, and they'll all have an effect on what happens in your end game. So yeah, they sort of do, and they sort of don't. Well, they sort of I don't. Mean, they affect who you can bring, but that's different from affecting. Yeah, the story. they sort of don't more than do. So that 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 was the first thing that that sort of pissed me off a little bit, right? Because I'm like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You know, I was literally sat there like staring at the screen, going, "This is just stupid," right? right. So anyway, started the game. Um, They've take they, you know they've said they've tried to make it a bit more RPG like a game and less sort of action sort of actiony. Yeah, that's that's not true. It, it isn't really. The hacking's gone all together now, so you don't hack consoles anymore. You don't hack anything in the game. That's that's just gone. I didn't uh, mind the hacking. I don't know if I really loved it. Uh-huh. No, it was just something interesting. It was a diversion, when it? And you thought, oh, I wonder how many credits I'll get, or you know, where I'll get some mineral that I need, or whatever, from hacking this console. Or sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you get bits of story stuff, wouldn't you, and what have you. So it was, it was sort of okay. I enjoyed it, but that's gone. Okay, um, the the galaxy map, right? Okay, because obviously there's a Reaper invasion going on, as you know. That's the basic storyline. There's a massive galactic war against the Reapers, whatever. You know, when you go to the galaxy map and then to the different solar systems. Obviously, yeah. in two, you had to mine the planets. Calm down, son. Behave yourself. I've got the gun, son. I think it's you who should behave. What? You want to see if I've got the minerals? So, you sort of, you know, you're mining for all the platinum and whatever it was that you needed to upgrade your ship and all that kind of jive. That's all gone now. So you don't mine planets anymore at all. You don't have to scan them and sit there for ages waiting. Which is fine. I'm fine with that going. No problems with that. But you still have to scan the solar systems for artifacts and stuff you're going to need. And it's just got the weirdest things, right? So you'll scan a planet, right? And it'll go, point of interest, right? So you go, all right. So you sort of, you can send the probe down. And now when you scan, it has a little arrow, that, like a little white arrow that points to where you need to go on the planet. So there's no trial and error anymore. It takes you straight to where you need to be, right? Send the probe and you'll get like, fifth cavalry have joined your war effort i'm like so they're on this little planet in the middle of nowhere how weird is that right so that that happens and how does that benefit you well it's right the, the whole point is right obviously in the first game you had to upgrade your ship to a point where when you did the end game you didn't everyone didn't get killed because your ship wasn't strong enough and stuff didn't you right. to get to, in this game you've got to get enough war assets so that you're sort of ready as it were and the more you have the the better the ending will be for you, depending on how much stuff you do. Okay. Which I'm sort of fine with that, but I do believe, from what I can gather, is the more co-op you do, the better it'll go, it'll go up quicker. So basically, you'll get more war assets by just playing the co-op game with other people. That's interesting. But... I don't. But you shouldn't. That shouldn't have to be a fundamental part of the of the main game for me. I mean, why the hell do I have to play co-op? To get the best ending well, in the single player, do either co-op or this mining thing or a combination of both, 
And if you don't play co-op, you can still just do a little more mining. You can do. If you, if, well, it's not mining because you don't really well, do mining anymore. It's scanning. It but then, you know, obviously the little galaxy maps, and you have this little version of the Normandy sort of flying around, and you have to get fuel and stuff to go to other solar systems and stuff. You know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Different galaxies. Um, in this, right, as soon as you start scanning, it alerts the Reapers that you're there, right? And then yeah. when this little bar gets full these little sort of mini versions of Reaper ships appear in the solar system with you, and then they just chase you around like a magnet. So you're like a magnet, and they're just sort of chasing. And if they catch you, then you have to you respawn outside the solar system. And then if you didn't pick up the artifacts, then you have to try and either go back in again and get them before they catch you again, yeah. or come back later when they've sort of the alertness is down. It's, yeah. it's just weird. It's just a really weird thing to have to do. You know, I don't get that. Um... Yeah, side missions in this game. Side missions are really weird. <laughs> this is weird as well. Because obviously, you know, in the first game, in the second game, if you spoke to someone and then they might give you a side mission to do, you might say, oh, yeah, this has happened, whatever. Can you yeah. go and find this person or whatever it may be, yeah? Right. In this game, you basically have to eavesdrop. So, like, at the Citadel, you sort of, you know, if you can see someone having a conversation, if you sort of saunter over and stand next to them, yeah. then... They'll sort of say, oh, yeah, I need this flingy flang from the such and such a solar system, da de da de da right? And then that puts it in your mission log. But yeah. you don't actually directly interact with them. So, obviously, once you've got whatever it is they want, you go and give it to them. And they go, oh, thanks for getting that for me, as though, like, they knew you were going for it. <laughs> I'm like, you just, you just eavesdropped on them and then brought them back what it was they wanted. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah. So, that is, that's how you pick up those. Um I've had a couple of issues with, like, respawning sort of enemies, like, a la Call of Duty, uh-huh. until you actually do something or trigger something, and then they stop. And I had this weird, like, and each sort of... Surfers, man, they don't stop. Well, I guess. Break a break a dawn. They just keep on coming, though. And each, each sort of mission you do feels a bit samey, and, like, especially the ones against Cerberus, because they all start with like killing normal soldiers, then you have to get to wherever it is. It's very linear. And then yeah. once you get there, there's always like... Obviously, did you play the demo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, played, you played the Krogan demo bit, did you? They played both bits of it. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, every mission is sort of structured in that way. So you sort of fight loads of smaller enemies, and eventually you'll get the ones with the shields, you know, yeah. with a little slot on. And then eventually you get the big badass mech thing that you have to fight at the end of it. And sometimes you may get two of those. Yeah, but it doesn't at the moment, and I've played ten hours, and I played quite a few of the missions. They don't feel that varied. Yeah, you know, and and to be honest, the only or oh, the biggest saving grace, I guess, is the story, um, because I'm enjoying the story. I'm I'm sort That's of into that. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, great. <laughs> yeah, this is saving grace. Hi, stop! Steps in with the singing. Something, it's, something. Get your words go. Over here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the story stuff is... is Mass been... Effect! Shut the hell up! But, okay. but, you know, obviously in the demo, there was the ham-fisted, let's make you feel some emotion because of something that happens. Yeah. Well, there's been a few of those now, and they're just clumsy. They just don't feel that well executed. Oh, no, this ant died. Shepard, yeah. Yeah, and Shepherd, look, the ants can sort of yeah. They just feel forced on you. It feels like they're forcing you to feel something. Whereas, what, it, what about does it? Does it force? Radar. <laughs> no. 
it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But I've done a lot of walking around the Citadel, I must admit, sort of picking up Sammy and again going back and coming back and going back and coming back. Hey, Commander Shepard, and my legs hurt. Yeah. But I mean, you know, everyone's sort of, lots of the main characters are back. But they're, they're not, the, you know, the ones you save from two. And you'd yeah. think they would be your crew in three, wouldn't you? That all those no. characters would be usable again and stuff. No. Well, they're not anyway, they're not. Good. Garrus is. Obviously, Garrus is back. He's, um, region. Legion. Legion. I don't know. The Geth guy. Yeah, no, he's not there. I've not come across him yet. Anyway. No. I'm, look, I'm looking up. No. I came across Miranda, you know, who had, who oh, had yeah. bumping oh, up the yeah. gym room, you know, gave her a bit of a good scene to and all that. Yeah. She was on the Citadel and she came up to me and at least she acknowledged that we'd been getting up to no good and she's she like, thought, you never call, you never text. It was a little bit like that. It was a little bit like that. And then she went, um, she said something like, and, and how about us, what about us, you know, because obviously, you know, I can't set foot on Earth because I'd be arrested straight away for being second in command at Cerberus and all this kind of stuff. Right? Tell you what, Shepard is a player. Is. Oh, yeah. And uh, and basically she sort of, you know, and then, then I... Pick the, I'm trying to be the good. You know, I'm usually the good guy. You know. I know what you said next. You said this. Don't make me break my foot off in your hand. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. Know. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm, I'm always a good guy. I never played a renegade. You know, I'm, I'm usually the good guy. You defenestrated that one, dude. Uh, yeah, I did do that. And I have done something. Uh, that... You're always a good guy. My foot. And, and I'm coming to the bit that I have done something I'm not proud of. In no this spoilers. Video. Um, but anyway, so I'm trying not to. So Miranda, you've got to help say spoilers for a year, right? So we basically have this clinch and a bit of a snog, right? But he's the worst snog animation in the world I've oh, ever all seen. All video game snogs are <laughs> terrible. Terrible. You know, the Experience Points podcast recently did a show about sex in games and like how it usually sucks and why is that? It's just terrible, right? The animation. But he basically it had the the way the camera is angled. It was sort of the back of your head, just sort of angled. To her head at an angle, and it just—it didn't even. It was just like they were bumping heads. It was just weird. It was just weird. Well, Stu, I don't. I don't know how you kiss a lady, right? (laughs) But I know what I'm going for. When I go here, baby, come here, boom! Yeah, (laughs) kissed it. It was don't just wipe the blood away from your nose. You'll be fine. Just come back. (laughs) So you know what? Unfortunately, it made me think of this moment in Futurama. Runka, lunka, dunka, dee, darn guards. Shut the hell up! (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, and then she just disappeared, and I haven't seen her again since, you know. (laughs) That was the end of that. But yes, no, I have... The the final thing I'll say is, I did have a Cole Phelps uh, moment in this game. Oh, yeah? When you accuse someone of lying and start yelling and cursing? Sort of. Bullshit! This isn't. This isn't. A, it isn't really a spoiler because you know, obviously, the reporter on the Citadel who you you have an altercation with in the in the other two games. So this is nothing new. Oh yeah, she's like, oh Shepard, tell me, fucker. Yeah, pretty much right. So she was giving me some grief about leaving Earth to you know perish and all this kind of stuff, and did how did I feel about you know abandoning my home planet and all this? So she was giving me some grief, right? And the obviously the right trigger prompt came up for a renegade action. Yeah, did you push the camera enough? <laughs> so I was like, oh, sorry, I'll just do it, right? So, but, right, I was expecting him to give her some verbal abuse of some description, right. you know. Tell her to 
F off or piss off or get alive or whatever, right? No, no, I pressed the trigger and it straight away went to punch her in the face, right? Yep. <laughs> right, I was like, whoa, what's all that about, right? And um, anyway, he, she ducks, so he misses, right? The problem comes up again, so I press it again and the second time he punches her out and she's on the floor. Right? And then he says this, shut the hell up! Pretty so, much. You sound like, right, that was Shepard doing that, but that was you doing that, so shut up. <laughs> he was just doing it right now. Oh, my God, right. And I was like, oh, my God, that was so not appropriate for what she'd said to I think me. I think I punched her in two. Yeah, I think he was... Yeah, I, punched I, didn't really, you I didn't mean to. I just... <laughs> I, it flashed up the renegade thing. Oh, I want to see what... Oh, my God, I just punched yeah. her in the face. Which is what me was like. That is so not... Uh, like, especially Oops. out of character with the way see, I played See it. how much fun it is being the bad guy that's right that's why they did it that way they didn't say like take a violent approach because you wouldn't do it then but it, it's that impulse it's like i'm mad now look right this right okay let's get this straight right <laughs> this guy is an admiral or whatever or commander savior it, of the universe twice savior of the universe right yeah. twice yeah yeah Spectre, so we didn't really respect you yeah. coming up my face with some oh, bullet bullet <laughs> Gives him some grief about him abandoning her. Yeah, yeah. She's her in the face. Listen, Stu. If, 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 right, if I say the world twice, right, I can punch <laughs> whoever the fuck I want. <laughs> he, he like punches her in the face. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god. Said, oh man, I gotta find that corn. And then, and then, right. Not only does it right. This is the best bit about this, right? So he punches her in the face, and then she's like in a crumpled heap on the floor. Yeah. 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 Right. And then. He cra- the car- afterwards, there's a little cutscene where he crouches down and said, look, you've just got to understand, you've got to leave me the hell alone or something. But he's, he's in a really calm voice like that. What he's just done is the most normal thing in the world to punch it's a like Tyson. It's like Mike Tyson when he punches someone. It's like, hey, yeah, but I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, sorry about that. See, but here's the thing. Dana Gould pointed out that going into space is a big deal. I would think that being an astronaut would make you a prime candidate to go crazy. <laughs> think about it. Once you've been an astronaut and you've gone on a mission, doesn't the rest of your life just add up to one big disappointment after another? (laughs) What are their daily lives like? Golly gee, I caught a fish. (laughs) This reminds me of that time. I walked on the (laughs) moon! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess in this case, Commander Shepard is. I just punch people in the face for no reason. Yeah, well, there was a reason. She was all up in his business. Well, yeah, but he wasn't. I, I, he should be a gentleman and not punch a lady. Like that's that's a good. He, rule that's of, what I was gonna say. It would be bad enough. Like it, sometimes, if a woman's attacking you with an axe, you're allowed to hit her. But apart from that, I don't. I don't think it, it was, was a bit weird, right? It, it was. It would have been bad enough if it was a bloke reporting. You punched him in the face, right? Oh, uh, just playing a fem ship too. That's the other thing, man. Calf fight. It's all. You see, well, that that <laughs> wouldn't be as bad somehow. It, it's all, bitch. But <laughs> it you wouldn't punch, you pull her hair, and like dig your nails into her eyes and stuff. Chicks fight different. No, I'm sure that if it was a fem ship, she'd just punch her in the when face. I don't think they'd be any of that. When yeah. chicks fight, it's hot. It will be a proper punch. There's a um, girl fight. But overall, overall, having said all those negative things about the game, I'm actually kind of enjoying it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, regardless of the, the issues that I have with it, and I do have a few issues with it, and it is very streamlined, and it is less RPG, and it sort of sometimes feels a bit unfair, and they, you know, do stupid stuff. But, you know, 
overall, I'm I'm into the story. I'm liking what's going on. I'm interested to see what happens. But there's been a lot of negativity over a Metacritic from the users. Apparently, the ending is awful. So I'm really worried about what's going to happen at the end. There's a lot of people uh, not happy with the ending. Anyway, having said that, uh, that's it for all the stuff we've been getting up to, which is kind of a lot. Uh, But let's... uh, Hour and a half of that. I know. Well, let's. Well, I don't care. It takes as long as it takes. It's yeah. like a piece of string. Um, so, let's get on to the indie pick for this week. Go ahead, shoot. Uh, can I ask why are you yelling and screaming and cursing? What do you mean, what are yelling, screaming and cursing? You don't like this is the way I come off. This is me. What I, I'm sorry if I offended you. Whoa, boy. No, 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 no. Forgive me. Well, sir, I was just, I was just asking. Holy Jesus! Maybe we should string me up and uh, hang me from a tree or something. The way you're talking. Indie Game Review Review Hello you stupid listeners Vlados here with another Indie Game Review For all of you idiots I'm just sick of you people Every week it's all Wah 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 Vlados, please review an indie game What about what I want to do? I want to sing But no one ever asks to hear me sing Anyway This week's indie game is called Flycatcher You're a spider and you have to catch flies. You fling your web out like Spider-Man, except not as cool. Then you flop around on your web and you try to catch the flies. The graphics are pretty meh, but the controls are AI8. So overall it's meh. Worth a look, I guess. Maybe your kids will like it. Oh you don't have any kids? Well then have some kids and wait for them to grow up a little and then let them play this, and then ride into the show and tell us what they think. Vlados is about this bitch. I dreamed the dream in time gone by, when hope was high, and life worth living. Stop singing, Vlados, we don't want to hear it. Yeah, and she can't, she can't do a Subo. She can't, it's not, it's not working for you. No. Here, no. wait, this is what I should say to you, uh, lady. Shut the hell up! There you go. Yeah, she's no, she's no melody. She's no melody though, um, and she don't know how to say wah 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 either. Wah wah wah. Yeah, that is also true. Um, so, so we know what Vlados uh, thought. Well, I think there was something about the game in amongst all that stuff. Possibly <laughs> all the insults to the listeners. What's that about? If you listen carefully enough. Um, but yes, what did you think about it? Then what did you think of the game? In the game, spoiler thing. It's like rope races in worms. Uh, I kind of liked it, too. Yes, and you know, that was interestingly, when I played it, and I thought, yeah, Flycatcher, it's, it's seen the kind of catchy, you know, catchy. But yes, I absolutely agree. It's like the ninja rope in Worms. And it, and it just works. And it, it sort of the physics work fine, and you're swinging is good, and good momentum, etc. And uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of fun to play. It was fun to play. Yeah, I liked it. I liked this game. Yeah, well, I thought right. we were talking about me. Oh snap. It, it, it did feel like something that would work really well on an iPod or an iPad, you know, that sort of... I thought we were talking about me. I know, yeah. Uh, anything else to add? I mean, there's not a lot else to add, I don't I haven't even told you what I think. What do you... What do you just mentioned? What do you think? I liked it. Yeah, you, you did kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> Woohoo! Chidi likes an indie game. Yay! Yeah, how about that? First time for him? I know. It was I. It was I. So, so, Jude, what did you think? That's all right. 
I wasn't blown away by it. I mean, it was fun, but uh, the mechanic felt a little uh, after a while. Nah, I felt so my review noise is uh, perfect. I thought. Uh, I thought it was perfect. I, I, I thought it's just it, it didn't hold my interest. Well, I, I see. I, I, I'd say the opposite because each level got a bit more complex than the last one, and there was definitely different things you had to do. And... I like the water and stuff. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. I thought they kept introducing more stuff. Yeah, uh, I liked it. He said I, I, I agree with you, and then it's like yeah. I, I, uh, the only thing I would say when I very, very first started playing it, and it's like you do this to jump, press up or up on the stick or press A or whatever it was, right? And the jumping mechanics were a bit weak, and I'm like, oh, this isn't very good. But then as soon as you start swinging around like Spider Man, it were fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. So I was like, yeah, we're liking that. Okay, so there you go. That's a definite one to go and have a look at. So there you yeah, go. That's- yeah, Flycatcher. Get it it's checked out. Look at, definitely. Get it checked out. It's one of the better ones we've reviewed lately. Check it out. So, well done to them. Little simple. Sometimes simple is good, isn't it? Simple is best. Simple is good. Simple is good. Uh, okay, I guess the first thing we're going to start off with, right, and I have got an email that goes along with this. Shut oh, up. Time for that already? Yeah, no, only one. Oh, email! One. Uh, we have got a couple of others, but I'll I'll save them till later. Couple of others. A couple of others. Uh, but this is, this is entitled Quantic Dream Tech. Oh, for God! Oh, I'm sorry. Look, an email a listener, you know, sent this into us. So you know, got to do it. You have to read it out. Steve. This is from Jason Gallagher. He uh, writes in so often we could give it a miss for one week. No, we can't. No, we can't. He takes the time to do it. We just immediately lose this email. He says, "Hello again, guys." I'm serious. My wife just came home. Just and listen. now you're reading this out. Just listen. Hello again. Shush. At home. Shush. Hello again, guys. There is a crazy-ass video on www.gametrailers.com. It is David Cage, the heavy rain guy, and his new tech demo. It is crazy. Check it out. The daddy will dig it. Listen to this. The daddy will dig it. Jim will appreciate it, and Jukester will hate it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Although the subject matter is controversial, uh, I think the accomplishment is brilliant. The future is looking very strange. Uh, and then he also went on to say, sure, I'm on Chapter 7 in Ghost Trick and loving it. I think I'll pick up a Leighton game. Which one would you recommend as far as story goes? Um, well, the Curious Village is pretty good. You know, the very original one. And you'll probably get that a bit cheaper. And uh, yeah, I'd definitely play through the original one, you know, if you want to pick up a cheap one and, and give uh, uh, a Leighton game a go. It's very good. Uh, so that's what he thought anyway okay now you know obviously i made you guys watch this because i always do stuff like that i watched it before you i saw the email because i only saw the email like what an hour ago when you told me when we started this show look at look at you look at you um so cara um yeah interesting i have to say cara cara um i have to say it was very david cage um in some respects, but from if we put the subject matter aside, all right. So yeah, you know what? Um, let's yeah. just put let's put the subject matter aside, right? And just look at it from a technical standpoint. And fine, fine. Can... you have thirty seconds. Go. No, no, I'm asking you. What do you think? Yeah, so it's you... great. It looks amazing. <laughs> you don't sound like you mean that. No, I'm serious. I'm not going to lie. That part of it is astounding. The realism, the nuance of movement, the attention to detail, especially when you compare it to the you know screen test for uh, Heavy Rain. Yes, that's all that one. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very impressive. I'm not going to lie. 
It does. I mean, the lighting. The, I mean, also, it makes you wonder, you know, because obviously we keep thinking that, you know, the current generation of consoles have been... conversation can serve no purpose anymore. <laughs> Sorry, uh, your seconds are up. ...have been pushed as far as they can go, don't we? Because we think the free, oh, you know, 6 is at the end of its time. Every time I think, they can't do better than this. Yeah, it does look yeah. absolutely amazing. I mean, what, what yeah. do you think about the Uncanny Valley thing? Do you think it is at that stage of Uncanny Valley and... Did it make you feel detested? Did you feel that you detested? Did it make you feel good? Did you feel weird looking at it because it was oh, so fine. realistic. No, you see, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think it did either. But I, I don't know. I think the uncanny valley is something that is a, a concern. But I think you know we're finding ways around it. I think the reason it doesn't apply or is because it's a, because it is sci-fi and because obviously you know it's an android, so you don't you don't think it's a real person. You're not thinking it is a real person because it's not. It's a robot. And we're not quite there with photorealism yet. I mean, it's getting closer and closer. Close. This is very close. It's close. I'm not going to lie. But I remember when Final Fantasy X came out and they showed a picture in Time magazine of one of the eyes. And it was like, that's photorealistic. You know what I mean? Because they had it next to a picture of a real eye. And it's like, it's hard to tell the difference there. But it's, you know, it's not quite there yet. I mean, not, when you look at Forza, I bet if you showed a Forza, you know, a, a 10 second clip of Forza to someone next to a race, they wouldn't be able to tell which is which. I think but, you can, but only just if you look very closely. Well, that's the same with this. You're yeah. getting there. But we're not I, there. Anyway. I think it's cool. I think the, the, the obviously, you know, for all these faults, I still thought Heavy Rain did some interesting stuff. Right? Sorry, I think you meant to say all of its many, 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 many faults. You know, but he did some interesting... He, he attempted to do some interesting things, but David Cage... Hitler attempted to do know, some interesting things, <laughs> We need to make this clear, right? This demo is not going to be a game. This is purely a tech demo and nothing more than that. It's not going to be a game. It's just a proof of concept. It's just a proof... Yeah, it's just the new engine they've done. And, and they're also saying this is a year old, so this is something they did a year ago. Oh, this is just so old. This is bullshit. And, you should see the shit that we're doing now. I think it is a little bit like that. The stuff they're doing now is a lot more impressive. Shut up, Dave. Um, so what did you what did you think? Like, okay, so we've done the technical side and said, yeah, it does look cool. What do you think, Chinny, on, on that on the technical front? Do you think Actually, it's right? you know what you said before is not correct? What you meant to say is C'est juste une demo technique il est très vieux. <laughs> so Chinny, what did you think of it from a technical standpoint? There are only two things to say about this fucking thing, right? <laughs> Wait, I know what one of them is. Uh... <laughs> No, you know that's true. First one is, look at how pretty it looks. Second of all is, oh, I suppose it could be interesting, but they'll probably fuck it up. Yes. Yeah, and that's what I'm worried about. Those are the only two things. I worked it out. I pinned it down (laughs) to the only two things that this means for me. That's it. Yep. That is it. Well, there's the end. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing else to talk about. Oh, what if, what if the robots... Look, at, just watch the new Steven Spielberg film that's coming out like next year or something. That's about robots in the real world. Watch that shit. This is, this is going to be... You know, just let it go, Steve. Yeah, if this was going to be a game, it would be iRobot, wouldn't it? Or AI or whatever it is. It would be AI. Could, they, they wouldn't do iRobot. They wouldn't be allowed near it because I would be stabbing them as they try to get them in the right spot. I mean... To Earth. Oh, no, that's... I the, thought... That's I thought... You know, this as a little short story, because that's obviously, in essence, what it is, was quite interesting up to the point, right, where she said, I'm scared. I can be your sexual slave or whatever, you know, your sexual partner to satisfy your needs, etc. right? And I'm like, 
why would you have that in? And, and will there be male versions of this robot then to satisfy ladies? I don't... Haven't you seen that movie about that? No. West, Westworld. <laughs> I don't know. No, but um, in Westworld, they, they have robots and then they start fucking them and then the robots go crazy and start shooting everyone. <laughs> That's not what happens in Westworld. Yes, it is. Are you That's, sure? Yes. Welcome to the podcast of movie uh, analysis. Right. I do remember you, watching you watch right? I'll watch it again because I remember you, watching you it. Watch it you watch it, right? And then he sleeps with one of the prostitutes, and then the prostitute rolls over, and her eyes go, and it's like, <laughs> oh shit. Well, that's not why they go crazy, though. This is a master of suspense. That's not why they went crazy. She goes, her eyes glow after they fuck. That's why they go crazy. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Shut up. Oh, very funny. Metal arms. So, anyway, no, I fall. No. <laughs> trying to bring this back to reality. No, we're trying to get away from this topic, Stu. The I'm sexual thing. Right. That aside, I thought he did a good job of this. I feel quite sorry for this robot thing that was. You know, aside from all the killing Dissembled. of people, Stalin was a pretty good guy. <laughs> no, well, the the sex finger side. You know, I thought he was quite. I thought it was quite took him. Thing they made a robot to have sex with. That was what this video is. Yeah, I agree, and that is weird. It's pathetic. It's it more weird. than weird. It's sociopathic, and I know it's going to happen. I know there's people who date and some who marry like dolls. But it's creepy and weird. Have and you I'm met a, my oh, wife? I'll judge you. I'm sorry. Yes, I met I, you. I, have you met my wife and Sofa? <laughs> <laughs> no, what was it on The Simpsons when Cletus is like, let me introduce you. No, no, Bill Hicks said, I was in Alabama, and this guy goes, let me introduce you to my wife and sister. And there's one girl standing there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh God! So yeah, it, it, it was interesting, but you know, from a technical standpoint, more so than the actual. Well, no, it's interesting to see people fantasizing about building robots to have sex with. That's interesting, I suppose, but it's also sad and pathetic and sociopathic. Video games, but you know what? The the sadness is, Duke. If those things existed, there would be someone who would buy them. There would be a lot of people who buy them, and that's also sad and pathetic and sociopathic. <laughs> Yeah, because it signals an inability to relate to real human women, and a lot of guys suffer from that, and it's sad, and we shouldn't be enabling that. But they wouldn't want the one he just built because she had a mind of her own. (laughs) No, no, might as well just get a real one. See, these guys are going to be like, I do want someone with a mind of her own who also happens to agree with me 90% of the time. They wouldn't want 100%, like in The Matrix when they made the first Matrix perfect, right? And they were like, people couldn't accept it. Guys wouldn't want someone who agrees with them 100%. There was. There was a, a really cool f- short film made that I'm sure will neither the sun. There was a really cool short film made which either won the Sundance or it won one of the little festivals and stuff. And I can't remember what the hell it was called now, but that was about that. That was, wow. it was about that was a, almost worth bringing up there. It was about it. I can't remember what the hell it was called now, but it was about a man who buys a robot to be his wife oh. so she'll do whatever he says. Yeah. It was kind of interesting. If, if I can remember, I'll stick it in the show notes if I can remember what the hell it was called. Um, so, yeah, let's get that. Let's put that aside because obviously it made you kind Let's put that aside. Um, okay, we've got a new rumour regarding the next Xbox. we got a new rumour. Hello. Good evening and welcome to the middle of the film. <laughs> So this is a rumour. The next Xbox will have no physical disk drive. 
Yeah, we'll That's not a new rumor. No, no. This one sort of they they say now it'll be a solid state. So we heard that it wouldn't have used games, and then here's the way they make that work. Yeah. No drive. There will be no disk drive in it. That's, no, no, no. That's what they're saying. No. Well, who? Who's they? <laughs> He's, <their laughs> uh, He's got you there, Stu. Uh, apparently, the reports. He doesn't say from where. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can believe it, Dan. <laughs> the latest report suggests uh, Microsoft's third home game console will ship without what has been a critical component in the past, a disk drive. According to MVC, partners of Microsoft have been told the new system will make use of some sort of interchangeable solid-state card storage in lieu of the disk-based media that console owners have become accustomed to for many years from now. Uh, this flies in the face of previous speculation and reports that Microsoft would abandon DVD in favor of Blu-ray and its superior storage capacity. Okay, okay. So they're referencing this website called MCV, the yep. Market for Computer and Video Games. And that article, written by a guy named Ben Parfit, says... Uh, the the briefings have been issued under what MCV's source describes as the strictest NDA that they have ever encountered. Um, now we know just before you go on, hang on, let let me finish your point. If this turns out to be wrong, let us agree that MCV is a completely worthless source that no one should ever listen to ever again. Yes. Well, I guess, but you could be right. But I'm saying, if he's right, then okay, more power to him. They broke an important story. If he's wrong, they're full of crap, and we should never listen to them on anything ever again. Well, you see, what we do know, and this is what I was just going to come back to, what we do know is that they have had uh, an unveiling of or a a press conference regarding the new Xbox uh, because some guy guy at Crytek got sacked for um, releasing it or leaking it. Uh, that that he was going, he, he actually put something stupid on Twitter like, "Oh, I'm going to uh, to this press conference about Durango or something very sort of of that," and he's now been sacked from Crytek for uh, leaking. So they had there, there is potential that some of this stuff has been leaked. We don't know anything about what they said in that press conference because everybody was sworn to secrecy, or else you would lose your job. And that's why this guy lost his job because he broke this agreement to secrecy. Okay, that's all we know. Right, let's let's look at this from a different angle, okay? Okay. I'm, okay, I'll, I'll stand upside down. And let's look at a different <laughs> angle. But oh, we know that as a sort of... Can you a, believe that this podcast is free? Like, I know, I know. Well, let's have a look at this, right? Okay, realistically, yeah? Yes, go ahead. We know that, obviously, you know, Xbox cannot use DVD in its new console as a, as a game's as to provide us with games. We know that can't happen. That can't happen. Get out of here. Because there just isn't enough memory. I mean, I've got two discs for Mass Effect 3, and I forgot to mention this. I've had to swap them over three times already, you know, between disc 1 and disc 2 for some stupid reason because it doesn't go in game order for whatever reason. So that's a pain in the ass. You're just not playing it in order. That's the problem. You're going but we off- know... If if this thing, right, has, like, the stuff like Rage, you know, and these really super-duper high graphics and massive RAM and bigger memory and all this kind of stuff going on, right, the games that will come on this console will be bigger in memory size, right? And they won't be able to compress them enough to fit on a DVD. So we know whatever new format they have can't be DVD. Right, so it'll be Blu-ray. Now, 
Blu-ray is obviously owned by Sony pretty much. Yeah, that from them yet, but... We'll they have all the licenses for Blu-ray. What are the chances that the main competitor to Sony is going to take on their storage as the proprietary way of, of delivering the game? They're not going to do it. The Xbox they're, will not do it. What's their choice? What choice do they have? What they've, what they've discussed here. Having a, having a solid-state sort of cartridge system similar to Vita. really unlikely to me. I don't think it is. Why would it be? Because the other thing to bear in mind, if they do it on like an SD card or something of that sort of nature, the, the games themselves will access a lot quicker than they would from a disc because there'd be no spinning disc. It's like installing it. Yeah, it is, but you just have it on a little card. It would make absolute sense to me. I think customers would be very wary of that. I Why? think it would be hard to sell it to customers because we're used to doing things a certain way. Yeah, but we were used to playing records on a turntable many years ago, but then CDs came out and we all bought CDs. It took many years for us to transition. It did not. Yes, it did. It didn't. For us as a society, it did. The record industry took years to convert from cassettes to CDs. And even now, people are like, I prefer playing on records. Yeah, but who, when it comes to a game, it makes no difference, does it? How it accesses it. It doesn't really matter with music either. Well, I eventually there are a lot of benefits to doing it on CD. I'm not saying this is a move backwards. I'm just skeptical that this is going to happen in a year or so. Yeah, I mean, one of the things you could say is, you know, people get pissed off because, you know, they can't play their old games anymore because they've no disk drive anymore. Well, until we figure out a way to put the old games onto this format. Because, I mean, you know, people are playing PS1 games through their PCs because they have emulators and stuff. I mean, there's ways to do it. There is, but you, you'll bet your bottom dollar that Microsoft will make it. I, you know, there's obviously... Yeah, say, sell the game to you again, of course. Yeah, and, then, you know, people saying it'll be on an SD... Everything else. People saying it'll be on an SD card. They'll not put it on anything that someone could actually tamper with easily. So they're going to try and make it pirate-proof as possible, aren't they? Right. Um, so I... I'll be interested. Just, that's the other thing, man. That seems like it would be a nightmare in terms of like preventing people from copying stuff. And I would also, yeah, exactly. And I would also think that it would make it much easier, you know, to implement the no-use games and and you know, because as soon as you stick that card in your console, it'll automatically assign it to that console, won't it? <laughs> yeah, and see, that's part of the thing that's annoying. Maybe I just don't want this to happen because then. Yeah. First of all, all the money I've spent on these games, suddenly they're useless. Not useless, but I have to keep my original 360 around. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah used games go... I mean, if they, if they can do it, that would suck so bad. It makes sense, though. You know, I, I agree with you. That I don't like it. Yeah. But from a business point of view, it makes absolute sense. Well, that's why I don't often look at the world with a business point of view, because what makes sense there often doesn't make sense for most people. Yeah. And then, obviously, you'd have your digital downloads as well, so they'd be pushing both of those on the digital downloads and these cards, you know, to have See, I mean, we've been going digital downloads for a while. Arcade games, you know, we play a lot of them. There's, some of them are really good, and I'm okay with that. But, I don't know. Going, I, mean, take, I mean, the whole concept of AAA used games and stuff, that, that irritates me. Because then rental goes goodbye. But then the other thing as well, though, it would... No, because you could still rent a disc, a card game. Could you know that it's your system? Because if it's no, been- I think I think that for the rental market, they'll have some that aren't locked, possibly. Well, but, then how? Okay, so I get a hold of that and then I duplicate it, or I use you that. You wouldn't be able to duplicate because they'll have it on something that you can't duplicate. Fine, not duplicate, but then I can just keep that and then I can sell that to a friend. You know what I mean? Possibly. Gamefly. I get one that I can you know play on any system. And then I just sell that. And then what I'm saying is that market would explode. 
And then the whole point of locking it to one system goes away. Yeah, I think it will be interesting to see what really happens. Yeah, it will. Um, but I, I do think this is a, a possible rumor that could come true. I do think that. You see, in the meantime, keep your ears peeled, people. If this turns out to be false, remember, MCV is full <laughs> of crap, and we can never trust them about anything again. And one-up one also for putting it up from well, them. Yeah, I guess. I mean, one-up. They're just reporting what other people have said, and you're going to do that. Like, once a outlet breaks a story, everyone else is going to report on that broken story. Okay, I don't really blame one-up, because how are they going to verify this? Yeah, what do you think, Ginny, about all of this stuff? Yeah. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much Whatever it. Whatever will be, will be. Oh, shit, it's coming right for us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, you. I mean, you are right. I mean, it, it is interesting. You it know, will happen no matter what. But think. I think it'll happen. I think this is going to happen. Or something right. very similar to this will happen. Because also, you've got to think how much that will reduce the, the manufacturing costs of these consoles. If it doesn't have a you know mechanical disk drive inside it with a laser and a drawer and motors and all that stuff, it, it'll definitely reduce the cost of, of putting one together. So it might at least make the console cheaper to buy. So you got to think of that. Yeah, McFarlane came up with the uh, with the bright idea, right? So this guy McFarlane, he he draws the comics and the stuff, but he go went into toys because comics was going down, and someone asked him. It was actually Greg Miller from the IGN Start uh, YouTube channel, and he said, "Are comic book books dying, or are they dead?" And he said, "Well, yes and no, because people will always use images and texts to read." And view. No matter what happens in life, you'll always look at pictures and you'll always read words. Right? It just it just depends on what you read them on, whether it be paper or a fancy iPad. And I think that about games and films and music, there are always I, I, video games. seem to have this attitude that they're done reading, and as soon as you can just grunt your Twitters, they'll be doing that. No, there'll always be people that read, and mm. then... There'll always uh, be people that read, but I don't know that everyone will always read. I, I, well, not everyone always read anyway. Well, there'll, there'll always be video games, no matter what we do. There'll always yeah. be video games, and it just depends on it, what, 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 how we play them and you know how we buy them will change. But there will always be video games, and as long as there are always video games and achievement points, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I tried to find the Simpsons where they're singing Kesarasara, but I can only find it in Spanish. By the way, if you remember. You know, that's the weirdest version of that song I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm going to um, have nightmares for weeks. <laughs> I know. Um, there's been a rumor to just today, just today, about. Uh, Two people? Hey, wait. Go. Putting news first. Kind of. Xbox Live <laughs> arcade games getting double uh, the achievement points. Have you heard about this? <laughs> yeah. Double. About yeah. time, because those games are getting bigger in size. <laughs> so the, yeah, the, apparently. The uh, to get bigger. From April, uh, it's going to go from 200 to 400 points. You think about it, though. If you increase the size of the arcade game, all right? Yeah. If you if you say all oh, right, well, it used to be half used to be half a gig before. Yeah. Now it's two gig and up. It's like whatever, and yeah. so the the games are bigger. They take more investment. Four times the achievement points possible now. 
And now you 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 play a game, and it's like Alan Wake. You said it was five and a half hours long, Stu. Yeah. Right. That's 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 a modern warfare. You know, that's a that's a long game. So you you play that, you don't want two hundred crappy achievement points. Five hundred would be good, but I suppose four hundred is better. Well, they're going to four hundred, and then they're going to raise the number you can have from twenty to thirty. So 20 to 30 achievements. And then they'll also allow uh, DSL expansions for up to 100 gamer score uh, per expansion. So there's a maximum of 800 points now per XBLA title from the April onwards. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'm glad they're uh, they're keeping on top of that shit. Yeah. So it just reminded me when you said that. I thought, oh, yeah, I just remembered that one. But guess what, though? About that thing. But guess what? What, 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 what? Kesura, sura. I'm doing a lot of singing this you episode. Are. Now, shut the hell up! It is a sad week this week. Whatever. It's some sadness. It's not all good news. It's not all good news. Yeah, I know, because the, the Quantic Dreams thing came out. That's the sad but, news. Wah, wah. Apart from that, Peter Molyneux has left Lionhead. And- uh, 15 years. 15 years he's been with Lionhead, and he's now left. But then he started... Yes. Isn't it basically his place? Yes. So now he handed it out to someone else, and now he's going to start a new place. He is. Lionhead will die. And it's a play on words. Have you seen his new studio, what it's going to be called? What's it going to be called? Hey, wait, I think I know what it's called. Like Toy- g- gives a shit. Studios. <laughs> Toy- <laughs> Tiger Tail. <laughs> no, it's 22 cans. That's it. two twos and then the word cans. But if you say it quickly, obviously it's 22 cans. You see, 22 cans. Duke, I think you've slipped up there because you said, oh, you know, now Lionhead will go under because it doesn't have Peter Molyneux. I don't you think, think that's of, You think of the relief, right? They go, oh, thank I'm God for that. Exactly. Now, Finally, now we, we don't have to put fart, fart jokes in our favour anymore. And we don't have to listen to him talking to Milo every day. <laughs> every meeting won't take five hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's going. Look, we, look, we love him though. We love him for what he stands for and what he is. Don't yeah, here's come audio on. from Fable come Two. Want to be in the recording booth when that was my? Do you know it never gets old? <laughs> Kill that fart song. Never gets old, doesn't that? I tell you, I love it. I love it. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite sad that he's going. But then on the flip side, you know, maybe why, make why, Fable came. Am I asking this? Why are you sad? <laughs> well, he's an institution, isn't he? You know, he's not going anywhere. No, he's next he's door. Not, he's not dead. Like your favorite store, and then it's like, you know, Stu's favorite store. You know, Happy Mart, and then it's like Happy Mart is closed, and then like next door there's a sign coming soon. Happy Mart. It's like, oh, this is going to become Quickie Mart, and it's like it's the same thing. Who needs a Quickie Mart? <laughs> I do. Stop singing. Now the final, the final thing. <laughs> Jesus wept. You walked right into that one, Duke. The I final, did. the final thing I want to talk about. Okay, is obviously, Duke. You did an article a while ago called the. I am seriously talking about the the, the, the JRPG is dead, didn't you? You did. Yeah, deader than a doornail. Now, not only is the JRPG dead, but apparently the Japanese uh, gaming industry as a whole is in trouble. You know, yeah. and this is from a Japanese developer. Oh right! Is, well, there you go. Uh, I don't know. Even though you're right, I, you know, I've no idea how I pronounce this. He's, a, he's from Capcom, uh, and it's uh, Kiji. That means, that means you're a racist. Kiji, Kiji Inafun. 
Inafun. Inafun. Inafune, no. probably. Go let ahead. me let me have a go. Because <laughs> you're the world. Oh. <laughs> wasn't racist at all. Boys. Warning. Warning. Racism. Warning. Uh, not not one to mince words. He took to the stage at GDC to describe the Japanese development industry as very closed-minded, yeah. uh, suggesting it's become complacent by relying on long-forgotten victories. <laughs> yeah. Here, wait. I have the perfect soundbite for that. Long-forgotten victories. <laughs> That's such a double-meaning sound. Um, and this was the analogy he used. He said, the Japanese game industry has become like a frog in a well. It is very closed-minded. Uh, and he went on to say, there is a conscience and a desire to win missing. Uh, we, the Japanese, have forgotten all about that. Back in the day, we grew used to winning. And at some point, these winners became losers, not acknowledging or accepting that has led to the tragic fate of Japanese games. See, I'd be very interested to know what the original... Th- was he speaking English, do you think, or was he probably speaking Japanese? Probably speaking Cause if, Japanese. Because if he's speaking English and he used the phrase back in the day, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> well, these were slides that he'd written. Yo, yo, back in the day, yeah. Like, the, like, the slide yo, said, Japanese was on top of that shit. This is what he went on to say. It's embarrassing, but it feels like Japanese games are just memories. It's rare that we see anything new. Uh, they are now just great, great memories. And then he finished off with, perhaps the folks who are now running the show in the Japanese games industry are those who simply jumped on a bandwagon. The creations that measured up to global standards were crafted by our predecessors. Uh, there is something you must do to win. You must acknowledge your loss and start over again. We are humans and have our own pride, uh, but we cannot win if we keep that pride up. We must believe I will win. So Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Now, I sort of agree with him, but then, you know, there's games like Catherine that I really enjoyed. And really? I, and, Stu? That's how you yeah. start this discussion? Really? Really. But it is true, and obviously we've got Demon Souls and Dark Souls, so... Okay, that would be a better place to go here, yes. But there yeah. are some games... White Chronicles is a good game. Yeah, they're in the minority, and that's a problem. They are, there's no doubt about it. I'm not gonna lie. I said this way back when. When was that? June of 2010, I said this almost two years ago now. I mean, when you look back to the PS1 and PS2, all the biggest games were Japanese games, weren't they, on those consoles? You know, the big ones were Japanese games. And now... Let's not lie. The Nintendo is still turning out some good stuff. Like, I went to a park this weekend, and people were talking about Skyward Sword. Yeah, no, that is true, and I'm not disagreeing with you there, but again... And, and to be fair, the thing I wrote two years ago, a lot of people pointed out there's some really good RPGs on the SNES, or no, no, sorry, the DS, and uh, I should play those before. I should have said the console JRPGs did. So that's a fair point as well. I think, I think the difficulty is, like, back in the day... Back in the day... Japanese, Japanese games and developers were mainstream stuff. They were, like, the big releases... And now, Japanese games feel more like the niche stuff and the yep. quirky stuff. Yep. And I, and I think that's where they've lost the way. And, and things like Street Fighter, as good as that game is, they just release the same game over and over again, don't they? With slight differences each well, that's, time. Well, that's just Capcom for you, mate. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the problem. They just they just can't seem to get it right. You know, they seem to have lost the way completely. Uh, and then they try and ape. Obviously, Western-style games, you know, with, like, Binary Domain, I guess, is a good example of that. Uh, but just don't always get it right, although that game's meant to be kind of cool. But, you know, they, they sort of try and ape them, but 
in a Japanese way, which I don't mind too much. You know me, I like I like a quirky Japanese game. Binary domain. You know, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to sort themselves out, really. So you know? what, what, what happens is the, the Japanese game developers, they, they either try and really stick to what they know or they try and copy the American, um, the American games, like Gears of War and stuff, and they don't do it as well. Um, but, like, I don't know. It's, it's strange. They, they just really need to st- start to think, um, start to think differently. They just, just get, you know, do, 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 make something that feels Japanese, but doesn't feel it's, like it's ten, yeah, ten years oh. old. Now it's time to give up, yeah. But, like, you know, there's still all Japanese developers making good games, like Mario, for example. Like, all the yeah. people that make Mario are great. Um, they know how to knock a good game together, but the RPGs, man, it's slacking. Slacking. But even the action, even there's like, I mean, obviously, Japan was known for survival horror games, wasn't it? The likes of Silent Hill and Resident but I, I Evil. I think that's just, like, the, the genre itself has died there with survival horror. You know? And can we say something, too, about the fact that when when the United States puts its foot into something, it tends to, like, kick things around and take over. Yep. So, what are you suggesting? <laughs> suggesting that the United States said to um, the survival horror genre, like, look, we have more... I mean, I don't know if this is the case or not, but it kind of feels like the U.S. said, look, we have more people, we have more resources, we're willing to get, you know, richer people to bankroll us, and as a result, we're going to do it with more finesse in a way that doesn't necessarily have to do with storytelling or character or anything like that, although in many cases they do get those things, but generally with just budgets and innovation. I, I sort of guess, but I don't know what survival horrors you're referring to that Americans have made that are any good. Well, I don't know about Americans necessarily. Who made Dead Space? Yeah, but I think they were... Um... Yeah, I don't think it was American, was it? Yeah, maybe not. I just think... I mean, EA has money behind it. and Isn't EA headquartered in the US? Well, EA's all over the world, I guess. I mean, we'd have to... We'd have to wiki have a look on wiki. It's, it's definitely considered a Western game, right? Oh yeah, Western, but it doesn't mean American. Actually, yeah, okay. I mean, whatever. Oh, you're doing the America thing now, aren't you? We are all America. <laughs> it's <laughs> us. Yeah, at the, end of the, at the end of the world, ever comes America will save us. But games more like amnesia for me are pushing sort of horror genre and stuff like yeah, that. It's true. I'd say that's that's where it turned a corner. Yeah, you know, and things like that. But yeah, I don't know what the Japanese developers need to do, but they need to do something. They need to change how they do stuff. It just it just feels like Japanese games are stuck in a bit of a rut, and every now and again, you'll get a glimpse of something different that they come up with, you know. Like Catherine, did I mention Catherine? Yeah, that's great. It's great, that <sighs> game. It's great, it's great, honestly. But ultimately, that does something different. That's not the same as everything yeah, else that they release. That's not the direction they ought to go to. Of course it is. No, <laughs> that's what I said. One, dumb stories and mediocre storytelling. Tick. Needlessly Eight. complicated game mechanics. Tick. Repetitious boss fights and convoluted patterns for defeat. Tick. Whatever. You're not scoring so well here, Catherine. <laughs> Whatever. You know nothing because you've not so played it. You just don't belong. Tick. <laughs> but I would agree with you that Obviously, if they're going to get a bigger audience, that is a bit too niche for most people. Are you, you Duke? <laughs> it's a bit too niche. Uh, but I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see what they do. But they need to do something to reinvest yep. people in them as a as a developing nation. Because at yep. the moment, it's a bit dire. 
on the whole. Okay, um, I think it's time. We've got got a couple of emails to get out of the way and a couple of questions off new members on the uh, forums. Uh, Whoa, that ruled. Okay, so... I did ask uh, people if they had any first impressions of Mass Effect 3 for the show to send us an email and we'd read them out and see what other people thought. spoilers though, right? Yeah, no, there's no spoilers in any of these. Uh, okay, here we go. This one's from Antonio Phillips, otherwise known as GH Rockaw. And he says this, Hello, VG crew. Hello. Uh, been playing a load of Gears 3, uh, trying to complete it ready for Mass Effect 3, and I failed. Act 5, Chapter 3, so close. Uh, took today off, thanks... <laughs> Thanks to my body wanting to throw up in a shitty school toilet yesterday. So I've been mobile gaming today. Uh, Android have had a 49p cell, so I bought and played World of Goo, Dead Space, and Shadowgun. All great games. Yeah, I would agree. Good games. Anyway, Mass Effect 3. I have played about two hours now, and although it's awesome, I just don't feel compelled to play it. I got it from Sainsbury's for £50, and it came with uh, 2,100 Microsoft points. Uh, I'll touch the co-op and multiplayer once I've completed the story. Hopefully it doesn't screw up the co-op. I, for the first playthrough, am a male Paragon Vanguard, uh, where my second will be a female renegade soldier or engineer. I have yet to decide. Kicking butt and taking names. Although I'm trying to be a Paragon, I couldn't resist headbutting that reporter slag, (laughs) (laughs) which I did as well. Uh, Question time. Will you be trying to get it on with one of your comrades? For me, male and female Ashley, hell, she's had a makeover. Cheerio, guys. Antonio. P.S. I got 21 days to complete Mass Effect 3 before Naruto. Will I make it? I got 21 seconds to pass the mic. I got 21 seconds to say what I gotta say. You don't know me anyway. I got... Ah! This is the shittiest rap ever by Lisa Mafia in 21 seconds. I know so so let's quickly ask. I mean, I'm obviously playing as a Paragon Vanguard as well, so that's what I am. Uh, Jude, what will you be? Um, femship. I'm going to be my femship. I know, but what, what is she? Is she a renegade or is she a Paragon? No, she's mostly good, but she's a little chaotic sometimes. She's probably chaotic good if you want to put her on the little chart from Dungeons & Dragons. And what class is she? What are you? Uh Shooting things. Soldier. Okay, and Chini. Chini I'm what? a dude. I'm the class where I shoot stuff. <laughs> and I'm also a bastard. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to play as a bastard in this game, are you? Oh, yeah. Bastard. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and then we did get a new emailer to the show. I don't think we've ever had an email off this person before. So this is kind of cool. Uh, of someone called Benjamin Jones. Uh, and he says this. Yeah, Hi, guys. Uh, first of all, great show. I loves it. I got up extra early to get a copy this morning. Mass Effect 3, that is. I was disappointed by the bug. That means one cannot simply transfer your shepherd across if you made him in ME1. Instead of my shepherd of looking sort of like me, he looked like a bald Hispanic guy with a handlebar moustache. Aside, aside from that, it's great. I'm only a few hours in, and I'm dying to know what happened to the rest of the team, except for Miranda. I hope that hoe's dead. I'm enjoying oh, I'm enjoying the multiplayer more than I thought I would. Having the different enemies, i.e. Geth, Cerberus and Reapers, keeps things varied and means you have to alter your tactics in different matches. I played a few rounds of Metric Pizza and we showed the Geth a thing or two. Overall, I think Bioware uh, can stretch out and relax and have a well-deserved cup of tea. Or a few cases of beer. I'm loving it, you should too. Oh, he's from Jonesy. I didn't realise Benjamin Jones was Jonesy. How about that? 
Who'd have known he were called Benjamin? I did know that. I just wanted you to read Good afternoon. I'm a bit of a bastard. You go, oh, well, you can't talk. But now if you're a bastard, then people go, oh, that's quite sexy. So that's from Jonesy. Thank you for that. Yeah, glad you're liking the shows. And uh, yeah. I'll be interested to hear what he has to say on the play vault on that. So yeah, I'll be liking uh, how, he, how he likes it. See if he agrees or disagrees with me, which he probably will. But anyway, we'll see what he thinks. Uh, and that's our two emails for this week. Thank you for emailing. Thank you for emails. We like emails. Kind of cool. Yes. So anyway, uh, yeah, to finish off, uh, before we do go and get the hell out of here, we have got a couple of new member questions on the forums. So we have a new member. Uh, first one. Are these egg timer topics? Sort of, yes. Egg, 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 egg timer topics. So this one's from Different Breed, who uh, joined on the 9th of March, I believe. And their question is this. Okay, are you guys ready? Ready, I'm all strapped in. How about how about your favourite gaming systems from the past and or games? And we've, we've done this a few times, but, you know, for new listeners and people who want to listen. Old. It never gets old. So, Duke, favourite gaming systems from the past, apart from that Intellivision piece of shit. <laughs> No, that's what I was going to say, because that was the first time we ever had something to argue about on the schoolyard about video games. Well, how crappy it was. Well, no, because we didn't think of it as crap at the time. It was state-of-the-art. And in television, no question, had better graphics than the Atari. Now, Atari had a lot more games, but, you know, it was this fanboy thing that even today happens with PS3 versus Xbox 360. It's completely meaningless, but people want to defend a brand, you know what I mean? They want to be all up and, you know, oh, dude. The PS triple. So what, what, let me get this straight. So was the Intellivision a bit like the Betamax of like yeah, you know, it was less popular, and but it worked a little better, and then you know it died out. That's fine. Okay. Although they have this retro pack, you know, available on like the PS One or whatever, and it's called Intellivision Lives. And they did with that stupid arcade thing they did on Xbox Live Arcade. You remember that the dumb retro thing? They had all these Intellivision games. Play Astro Smash again. Yeah, I played it again. It kind of sucks now, actually. And I don't have the same sentimental attachment to that you think I have. So and and games I would assume will be missed. Is that would be that oh, be fair to say? The past oh, I've said this so many times. It's not even worth yeah. talking. Yeah. So Chini, what are your favorite gaming systems from the past and or games? Super Nintendo, Super Mario World, Street Fighter Two, Nintendo sixty four, Golden Knight Double Seven, Super Mario sixty four, Lilac Wars, which is called Star Fox in over there or something. Uh, Mario Kart. Excellent. That was very quickly done. Very impressed. Yeah. Um, from a gaming system, from a gaming system, mine would probably be the Commodore Amiga. Is is probably my favorite. I had, I had one of those favorite platform from the past. College or university? I used, to, I used to play Jimmy Ward's Worldwind Snooker on that. Now, but I still my favorite one was the original Monkey Island. I, I guess I remember that most fondly. From eleven that. floppy disks. Yeah, eleven floppy disks, man. It's just like uh, Mass Effect Three now. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, and, and sort of, I guess, if I, if I think of that of an arcade game, it would be uh, Dragon's Lure. I remember playing that and thinking, how cool did that look? But it was so ridiculously hard and just stole your money. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah no, but it looked cool. It was like, how cool is it? It's a cartoon. It's cool. You know, so that's uh, that's what I remember playing back in the day. Uh, so there you go. Um, and I don't know whether there's anything else to add to that. BBC Micro, we, we talked about this, you know, was it Eurogamer? You know, that was cool. Yeah. 
you should watch the Eurogamer 2011 veteran gamers coverage for to see Stuart's obsession of the BBC Micro. Indeed, me getting all hot and sexy and bothered over a BBC Micro. You want to see Stuart get hot and sexy and bothered? That's right. Yeah. Go on YouTube. <laughs> watch you our video. Watch our video. Also, if you need to see that, then you're mentally disturbed. Indeed. Indeed. can serve no purpose anymore. Wow, that was, that was well-timed. Um, was. And here is the second one. Are you ready? This one's from Ninja Fox, who, Ninja, who joined on the 10th of March. Okay. And here we go. Are you ready for this question? God bless he's yes. written, written quite a lot. Or he or she. Not sure it's he or she. Could be either. Yeah. Um, here we go. Uh, how do you define when you have finished a game? This is quite a good one. I like this. How do you define when you have finished a game? Some are pretty straightforward, but with all the RPGs and side missions, extra DLC achievements, multiplayer levels, etc., it becomes a lot more difficult to say when a game is finished. Perhaps Alan Tang might know. That's a kind of a good question, though. So, when, Duke, when do you consider a game is finished? First of all, when the story's over, that's one sense of the game being finished. And I'm not the type of person who goes hunting for achievements except on Skyrim. Oh, yeah, baby. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I look at what there is to do, and usually it's missions. Like, if I finish all the missions, then I'm pretty much done with the game. And that's pretty much what happened in Skyrim because I did all the achievements and then I was like, okay, what does there do? Okay, I'll get all the dragon masks. And then there were a couple other things that I did. And then, you know, at that point, okay, I'm pretty much done. I think it's interesting because it depends on the type of game you're playing, doesn't it? Yeah. Because if it's, a, if it's an action-adventure game, you know, once you finish the story mode and got well, that all done with... Pretty much anything other than an open-world game, you know when it's over. Yeah, when except, you see the credits roll, that's like... Yeah, exactly. It's like, except, like, puzzle games. I mean, we're talking about console yeah. triple eight titles. Well, then... On the flip side, if you spoke to Christopher Matthew, he would say it was only finished once he got all the either A achievements or trophies, yeah. depending on what you know platform it was on. Right. Although I don't think he cares about trophies, but you know it would definitely be once he got all the achievements. Yeah. However many there were and however he had to get them. Yeah, well. See, I just can't relate to that because I'm so different. Like, I, I look at the achievements and I'm like, uh, I don't, you know, even stuff that's pretty much within my reach, like on Assassin's Creed, it's like, you know, create five kinds of bombs. I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't even care that much. Yeah, you see, I'm not bothered about getting them as such, but when I get one, I go, oh, what was that for? Oh, that's kind of cool. It is nice to get them, no yeah. doubt. But I'm not bothered. Chini, what about you? When's the game finished for you? Um, well, I play the game, and then kind of maybe look at the achievements while I'm playing the game. Um, when I finish a game, I'll just play it normally. I don't go really that far in my way. And then, if I enjoyed the game, I'll go back and finish up on some of the achievements. Like I like I know it, the, the game sucks, but I, it's one of the best games ever, La Noire. Um, I, I enjoyed that game, so I don't mind going back and trying to five star some of the missions, and then blah blah blah. But say Deus Ex, for example, there were some achievements in that game that I could have. Easily achieved, no problem. If I just spent a couple more hours doing stuff, but I didn't like the game, so I just pop off it goes. So mm-hmm. a game's finished when I finish it, and uh, if I enjoy it, some achievements are achievable, or if I don't enjoy it, it's back. 
in the so mail. Can I can I ask you a question, both of you now? How do you describe finishing a game? Do you say you finished the game? Do you say you beat the game? Do you say how do you describe it? Finished. Finished for you, Duke. Uh, do you I, say you beat it, or do you say you finished it? I mean, there. No, I would say that I reserve the phrase "beat a game" for one that's really tough. I'm trying to think of a game recently, I would say I beat that game. Yeah, but you tend to give up on those games, don't you? Come on, let's well, be honest. Yeah, but there are games that I like. I, you know, I, usually, I guess I usually think of like Uncharted Two. Like at the end, I talk about I beat that boss. I guess I wouldn't say I beat the game. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Be quiet, Hal, and open the pod bay doors, please. Yeah, and for me, it's finished the game, by the way, just before we move on. Okay. So I always say, I finished the game. Um, now, there are a couple of other things I want to mention about Ninja Fox, who's only just joined. Uh, their favorite biscuit is a Tim Tam. What's a Tim Tam, Duke? You must know what this is. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, it's presumably American, because he said, without a doubt, it's got to be Tim Tams, but as you can't really get them in England, it's got to be caramel digestive biscuits. Tim Tam is a brand of chocolate biscuit currently manufactured by Arnott's in Australia. Oh, he's Australian. Oh, ah, there you go. See? Made the oh, that's kind of cool. Now, around I'm assuming you're listening. Packs are sold each year. Nearly 400 million biscuits. Oh, kind An of average bad. of approximately 1.7 Tim Tams. I should have known that. I think I've heard them on Neighbours or no, Home not, Away. Now you've offended yeah. seven of Sorry. our listeners. Whatever. Um, now, <laughs> oh, in, the, of you, Australia? in the other things you should know about me, uh, they put this, he or she, uh, I've been listening to the podcast for years, probably back to the very first episodes of the 035s. Oh, person. Uh, many memories of listening to Diablo slaughtering his wives in Fable. Oh, it's got to be one of the highlights of the week, and I'm amazed at the time and effort that goes into this, especially given it's just a hobby rather than a business. Uh, I don't get any real time for proper gaming these days with work, so most of my gaming is done on my iPhone when I get a couple of minutes here and there with a particular addiction to Bejeweled Blitz. My top recommendation would currently be Spice Bandits for those who like their tower defense. It's free and has all the functionality that the paid ones have. And I'm pretty damn good gameplay as well. But I'm not sure if it'll work on Duke's iPod. Nope. I do try and get the Xbox on when I get a chance and recently picked up a bargain copy of Left 4 Dead 2. I'm so up to date. One of the few benefits about my job is that I have many hours that I spend in a car that can be used to listen to podcasts. (laughs) The average length of these recently mean a fair few journeys can be covered with one episode. I feel as though I already know most of the people on here and perhaps one day I'll share my confession but for now, keep up all the good work, Hall. Oh, come so on, that, I had to share a confession. So that's kind of cool, yeah. So welcome to the forums, I guess. Yeah, it's really cool. Making yourself part of the show. Okay, now this again. I'm the diva, so I can't acknowledge this person until. Um... Now, this guy's more interesting because I've just looked. Location is Essex. So this person's presumably moved from Australia to England at some point in time. And that's why they. Can- I miss my. Tim Tam Shim Sham cookies. Yeah. And why, why the hell you would emigrate to England from Australia is beyond me. <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? Most like rainy weather and stuff. Um, so yeah, welcome to the forums. And uh, yeah. Yeah, for living in a climate like this, green stamps. And it's time, <laughs> time to finish up this week's show again and, and get the hell out of here and do stuff. So uh, yeah. yeah, time it is. It's time for a Colbert Rapport shout out. Hey! cool uh so we've got look we've got an intro for everything now that's right uh, so duke 
coming to you then for your shout out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Combat Chinos um, posted something about Kony 2012 on Xbox Live. I've got so much to say about this, and if people are curious to know, it's not going to be on this podcast or the Deviant Syncast this week either, but it will be on my blog. I am going to write something about Kony 2012. So there have been several people asking me what I think. I'm honored that people are interested in know what I think. I'm going to write something soon, and I'll let everybody know when I do. Um, I think it's a good uh, thing in general, So, but there's a lot more to the story to, to know about, so whatever. That's it. Um, Oh, God, this guy sent me a 10 prestige lobby spam. I was going to write him back saying, you suck, go away. Uh, Dave150771 asked for an Assassin's Creed play date. And I think that's not a bad idea, especially because I have that from Gamefly, so I wouldn't have to run out. Oh, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, we've got, to, we've got to do the Killzone 3 thing, because everybody who's got a PS3 can download that. Yeah, but, the, yeah, I, I'm not arguing that. Um yeah, I'll, I'll, that's fine. Even next even week, I will come and play next week. Yeah. Fine, I'll listen to him. Listen to him. <laughs> even my presence. I will grace you with oh, my presence. You nice? I will grace you. Of March, we'll do that. It'll be six p.m. UK time, which is. Wait a minute. Normally, it would be noon my time, so it'll be one my time. Yeah, so yeah. two o'clock Eastern time. Um. Anyway, thumble. Uh, asked for Halo Reach playdate, but that's also got to wait. So, uh, yeah. And I think I shouted out everybody else I have to shout out. People, everybody who's a person, you rock. Keep being a person. Brilliant. Yeah. By the way, if you are going to join us for the Killzone 3, get downloading now because it's 4 gigs. <laughs> it's huge. It's yep. huge. And you can play for free, and then when you hit a certain level, it'll be, you pay. But, the, but to be honest, we'll all be cannon fodder anyway, so it won't matter. I won't be. You speak for yourself there, buddy boy. <laughs> we'll see. I'm all right with some kill zone. <laughs> step to me. Okay. Uh, coming to you, Mr. Mike Chin. First of all, I shout out to CPM from the Overseas Connection. The Overseas Connection is another podcast that I do on a Tuesday night. gets released on a Wednesday night. It stars the fabulous CPM, who I just mentioned, Greg DeLacy, who is also known as Murphy's Law, and Skullduggerer, who's on the G4TE. And that's what the game, that, that podcast is for. It's for the game for the elderly community. Now. That was Greg DeLacy you just heard. I will also uh, The reason why I shout out CPM is because he was the person who pointed out that I am indeed playing Mass Effect 2 instead of Mass Effect 3. But the biggest shout out goes to Gavlaw because he, uh, he says, Hey, there's something wrong with your Mass Effect. It says 2, which is a very funny message. Um, <laughs> and then I'll also shout out uh, John Tron which is a YouTube channel, which is very funny. He talks about video games. But the reason why I'll share it out is because I accidentally clicked on it. Because it I, I thought it had something to do with Gavlar, because the title is Sonic R is the best game ever. And I read it like Gavlar for some reason. And I was like, Gavlar's on a YouTube channel. What's this? And I just clicked it. It was, it was John Tron. But John Tron's very funny. But so what, what's on his... YouTube channel. What sort of videos are they? Well, I think I've talked, films. What are I've, they? I've, I've talked about John Tron before. So basically, John Tron is a guy who analyzes kind of old video games. So in this instance, he talks about Sonic R, but before he's talked about Star Fox Adventures, and he breaks them down, and they're very funny. And he also has uh, a robotic robotic bird on his shoulder that, that talks. Excellent. That sounds riveting. It is very funny and entertaining. It does sound a bit weird, though. I have to say. Anyway, uh, yeah, my shout-outs, I'm going to shout-out everybody, and uh, there's, there's too many now to name, 
but uh, I've got seven people now playing uh, Hero Academy with me. <laughs> so that's too many to name. That is well. Yeah, we have we just haven't got time. Yeah, <laughs> I've got seven hundred. Just a sample. And unfortunately, I've left my iPod in the other room, so I haven't got it with me to actually remember who they all are. But you know, yeah, that's the real reason. We have oh, time. By the way, by the way, you know, you know, I keep pronouncing Essel Heitch or whatever, right? Yeah. Okay, it, it isn't. Okay. okay. Um, her actual name is Susan Linden Hall. It's a double barrel name, and it's S L H. It's S L H. because it's for her initials. It's her initials, and she corrected me and that explained to me what it meant. So thank you for clarifying that and me mispronouncing it all the time. Go, Stu. I know, whatever. Um, so yes, and I'm playing with uh, J C Meister. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember everyone now. J C Meister, School Dugger is playing with me now, but he just gets annoyed because he obviously, you know, you just play a move whenever you play a move, and he can't be doing with that. Because that's not how you play the game. The whole point is you play a move and then maybe play another move a day later or whatever, right? But he's exactly. like... You rush it? Yeah, he wants to play like a move, play, move, play, move, play, move, and like I a proper game. Hear this, and I'm, I'm not going to try to be gross, but I'm saying this is why if you have two minutes to take care of something, it's a good installation of time. Correct. <laughs> I would definitely agree. Um, so, yeah, so there was him. And... I'm talking about using mouthwash. Oh, yeah, fair enough. And Filthy, I'm still playing with him, and I'm just trying to think now. And there was someone new who I'm playing with now, and Quidgebo Jones. Move on. I remember them all. And I I will make sure I have my iPod with me next week and make sure I'll I'll list everybody who's playing with me. So thank you for that, enjoying that. And we have two new iTunes reviews. Two whole whole new ones. I don't have a theme song for that. iTunes reviews. Yo, you want some iTunes reviews? We got some. Make a tune out of that. Print it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think you should do that. So here's the first one. This is uh, from Little Owl Eleven. Okay, and this is entitled "Review, Review, Review Time." There you go. You see what they did? Oh, I see what he's done. Do you see what they did? All singing this week, man. This is the all singing, all dancing crap of the world podcast this week. Make them laugh. Make them laugh. So anyway, five stars. They say I have a confession. I've listened to this podcast for well over a year and haven't written a review until now. So I What the hell? I know. What the what? Um, So I apologize. Whoever wrote this, there's going to be a man knocking down your door now. Definitely. Stay calm. He's knocking it down. I know. You've got your iPod on. He's going to take you away. He's putting the bag on your head. This is all fine. And he's going to knock you out. So I apologize for my laziness. And here's your review. About time, knucklehead. This may come as a surprise, but the Veteran Gamers podcast is one of the few gaming podcasts I have been able to listen to without getting bored or annoyed. (laughs) It is just the right amount of... Until episode... I know, until now. It has just the right amount of humour. That is... Right amount of humour, toilet humour, and actual conversation about video games. Well, eventually there is some. Well, two out of three ain't bad. I know, yeah. Of course, this is all thanks to the excellent hosts, who each seem to have a quite different taste in gaming, which overlap in some areas. It probably helps that Stu, Ginny, and Duke all have different accents, so you quickly get to learn their traits and personalities. No, I think that's true. I think that is something distinctive about our show. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Is that we... Yeah. (laughs) 
Shut the hell up! There are a lot of podcasts where I'm like, it's it, there's not much differentiation between the voices, and I think that's something we have going for us. And it's true about like on The Simpsons. This is a different aesthetic, but it's the same basic concept. The Simpsons that he said, Matt Groening said, he always wanted to make sure the characters were recognizable different by their silhouettes. silhouettes. Yeah, silhouettes, and I think yeah. that's sort of what we do here with our vocal silhouettes. Hello, I'm Stuart, and I talk like this and stuff, and I like Japanese things and games that are not very popular so I can talk about and tell you, and then feel like I've got first choice. <laughs> there you go. How am I doing? You know, they, thought it, they, they, they really thought that was me, then. Yeah. Wasn't? That wasn't you, Stuart? It wasn't. I mean, I'm I believe Stuart, it. and I don't like Japanese people. Stuart! I don't know what to think. <laughs> anyway, they go on to say, uh, the discussions are always interesting and varied. And it's always nice to hear the light debates and differing opinions. Yep. I should, also, opinions. I should also mention Surface Lizard, who often adds his very amusing and thought-provoking opinion on a particular subject, which is excellent. Hello, darlings. We miss you, man. He's, he's gone again. He's gone again, by the way. Don't know where he's gone, but he's gone. Um, he's like a dinosaur in Jurassic Park. He is. Was that one? No. Was that one? No. I don't know where he is, but I'm, I'm trying to get him back again. But oh, that was again. So we're done. <laughs> did you guys, speaking of Jurassic Park, did you ever see that thing that someone posted on eBay? There's this Barbasol. Someone was selling some shaving cream. And this person wrote a review that said, this is excellent for smuggling di- uh, dinosaur DNA out of a secret lab. Also, it comes with shaving cream. I put it in my hand and wiped it on someone's pie. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, I won't waffle on any more. Let me just say that this podcast is not only an excellent gaming podcast, but it is also a rarity and truly unique. No, we're just like everyone else, sorry. You could search for a similar podcast all day and not find a single podcast that feels as special or distinctive as this one. That's true. That's one way to put it. (laughs) If you have a soul, this podcast will always cheer you up and bring a smile to your face after a hard day. So no gingers. So thanks, guys, for all the work you put into this, and I wish you all the very best for the future. And no Jews either. Uh, there you go. Thank you for that. Thank you. And then the set, the other one we've got is another five-star off, Jed Bartlett. And he says this, uh, been listening to this podcast for a while now and never got around to reviewing it. This is a great podcast, funny, informative, and casual. Nice hearing, sensible, and, well, I don't know about sensible. Sensible. <laughs> and honest reviews from people who aren't trying to flog you anything. Uh, just the right amount of humor and a healthy... Make dog. sure you buy Nike trainers, everyone. This this bit is just so apt at this very moment. And a healthy dose of cynicism and sarcasm, chinny in brackets. Ah, fell for that. Looking forward to downloading this every week. So thank you very much for that. So there you go. So thank you. Keep keep sending the reviews. We love the reviews. It keeps us yes, going. It does keep us going. But them Americans, they need to get a shit sorted out. Because they, they just don't leave us any anymore. So come on. Come on, American listeners, and I know there's a few of you out there. Come on, yeah. Yeah, get yourself started. You listen to our show. You don't necessarily have to give us an interview. We like it, but, you know, a review would be very nice. What do you think of the show? Yeah, yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Just go and do one. Do it. It doesn't have to be positive, but if it isn't positive, we'll come round and kill you. (laughs) That is also true. Um, Yeah, just to finish off, if you have have got any emails and are wondering where you send those to, uh, it's podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. That's where you can send them. See? Dead easy to remember. And if you if you want to tweet us, we are Veteran Gamers UK on the old Twitter. Veteran and, Gamers. And we're also Veteran Gamers UK on Facebook. So you, you won't speak at the YouTube. 
come out there. So yeah, follow us, send YouTube. us some comments. We have you a know. YouTube channel. Yeah, we do. We do. So there you go. Cool as that. Uh, and that's about it. So we need to get the hell out of here. So yeah, see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know what. It, whatever it is, it's not right on the teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there it is. We are going to do Sting, yeah. Okay, but... Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Okay. Ready? Sure. There's yeah. no words there to play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? It's, Sting is going to do... It's a video. Sting video. What is for credits? I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is a. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Right. Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> uh, that is Stu there recording the outtakes. Oh no, I'll be put out! Shut the hell up! There you go. End off. There you go. Right. Yeah, strongest show of the year. Yeah, I think it was good. Put off in your hands. I thought it was a really good show tonight. Very strong. Yeah, yeah. You you were pretty good there, Chinny. You weren't as deverish as normal. Everybody was on their A game. Yeah. I was like, attention to things this week. That was good. Yeah. The only the only thing I would say, you you need to shout a bit more. You didn't shout enough this show. <laughs> you know, hey, we want like... more angry Duke. <laughs> well, you know what? I was trying to tone it down a little bit because. Uh, I don't know. But I've told you about this before. When we do the show, you've got to be angry. That's what the listeners want. You know, you know what you need to do more, Stu? <laughs> not, not listen to us and carry on talking about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> that that often happens. I need to do more I about that. I okay with that sort of this week. Yeah. <laughs> there were a few moments I was like, oh, here we go, 20 minutes. But it wasn't. Oh, no, he's going to let me talk about something I want to talk about. Oh, no, now he's talking about Japanese stuff. Great. <laughs> well, that's just how it is. List of five best, most overlooked games. That would be interesting. Of the sequels, most overlooked sequels. Yeah, we should. We've not done the list for a bit. We should do that next week. Coming up on a future episode of the Veteran Gamers. There you go. Preview for the listeners who are still listening and wondering why we're still recording. <laughs> yeah, why are you listening to this? Stop listening. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you what. That was weird. Then you playing the original uh, theme tune because it, it, it special. Yeah, it does feel weird now because well, yeah. you know. People are. Some people are like. Because Gangu did our new one, by the way. If anyone doesn't know, Gangu Crimes did that for us. It's very kind of him, weren't he? Well done, thank you. Yeah, and it's nice. It's cool. Yeah, I finally played the Game Breaker sound. It was like a month since I realized. Oh, I should play the Game Breaker sound there, and I did it. Did you do it? I did I like, it. I like the fact that every week we get a new remix of the intro. 
<laughs> yeah, I like that because it's got a nice pause there, hasn't it? Too. It does. He put it in at the right spot. He, he, it it's almost like he expected me to play a sound there. I know, yeah. you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Game Breaker. 